What's going on, everybody? It is Thursday, October 26th, and you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I burped. And I'm also your host, Matt Swaski, a.k.a. Father Zoe, a.k.a. Southside Zoe. And with me, as always, Mr. Aldo Soto. Every sport has great uh, rivalries. We just saw the Rangers take down the Astros. Uh, and I think every podcast needs a great rivalry, and I'll Ooh, do everything dude. I can to make zoe and mitch on the golf course uh this generation oh, you want, that's number like one inner, that's like rivalry. inner family fighting i thought you meant like us versus another podcast no i we need an intra mitch, podcast mitch, we should do that we should rivalry. do a two-man scramble against another fucking podcast or, we'll run that for the content uh and ladies and gentlemen he's sure four-man basketball he's sure as fuck is ken enough the good rival <laughs> k fids enough or k fids elf no, uh, yeah, I mean, this all this golf talk makes me excited, except I'm on the other side of the country where it's still 90 degrees outside where I can go golfing any day and wear shorts and a t-shirt still, which I'm going to do probably on Sunday, actually, um, uh, if I don't go to L.A. for the Bears game, that is. So we get into this golf talk. I guess we're fun. We are getting into golf talk today because it's just bound to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the prodigal son has returned. And boy, however, did he return. Look at that fucking sexy piece of man meat over there with his new haircut. Ladies and gentlemen, he's back. NASCAR Mitch. Well, hey, I appreciate the intro. It is so good to be back. You know, I've been listening to the last couple episodes, and I ain't going to lie, I've been getting kind of roasted in, in a couple of them. <laughs> Understandably, no, whatever. Decided to roll with the punches. I ain't going to say anything. Um, <laughs> no, I decided I thought it'd be nice and promote the show, despite the fact I've been getting roasted these past couple weeks and came back to bite me in the ass. Uh, now now I'm getting roasted for my golf swing. And so it's been, it's been a rough month. I had a state trooper pull me over, and he roasted me, too. It is off. What did the state trooper roast you for? So, backstory behind that one. Before we Wait, get... real quick. To get back at him, did you get the same haircut as him? <laughs> <laughs> at least you're here for it, right? It's... Exactly. So, I, um, you know, having the name NASCAR Mitch, I got a bit of a lead foot. So, like, earlier when I first moved down here, I got a pretty expensive uh, speeding ticket. So, since then, I've been, like, mindful of, like, hey, I'm not trying to speed. So, um... I was driving down to work because I got about a half hour commute down to Columbia. Um, and I saw a cop like a little bit like a half mile up ahead. So I'm like, made a mental note. I'm like, I'm putting this thing on cruise control, not going to speed. Well, then Keisha Cole came on the radio. So, you know, I had to sing along to that. And so I got to the point where I was warming up the pipes, trying to get the high note. Where she's like, I can't believe you're hurting. And I guess like, I Holy shit, never do that again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Hit the gas. That's like me last week when I was singing. You know, I hear like, and I like turn around. I was like, oh fuck! So you know, I stay trooper behind me. He comes around like license registration or whatever, and it was Illinois discrimination. I was going seventy-seven in the seven, so like that was bullshit. Three, but like he was like, all right, I'll let you off with a warning, but like give me your license registration. And he saw it was like an Illinois um, license or um, driver's license, and he's like, oh, like you have to. He's like, do you do you live here? Like, and I'm like, um, no, I'm only like here temporarily or whatever. He's like, oh, because like if you live here, you have to get like a Missouri license or whatever. I'm like, right. oh yeah, yeah, I know. So he goes back, like runs it, and he like comes back and he's like, wait, like, aren't you on the news? Like I recognize you. I'm like, oh fuck. Like, yeah, yeah, I am. And he's like, ah, don't worry, you'll get better eventually. Writes me a ticket. So I because <laughs> he caught me lying. Damn. <laughs> so, you could oh destruction of well from warning the ticket. Then he also caught me. We got a criminal on the podcast. Do uh do people in Missouri call Illinois people FIPS? 
I've never heard of Fib. Fib, I think it's no, it's Fib. Fibs. No, it's from people in Milwaukee. Say it, or people in Wisconsin call Illinois people Fibs. Fucking Illinois people. Uh, they, they do that because they can't spell fucking Illinois people. This thing, I think they can't spell Fibs either, but a trooper. All right. Well, Vegasil, <laughs> Vegasil. We got a price check on Vegasil. We got a full on fallopian. Picking up a, a loaf of bread. It smells like sourdough. Uh, I like that rush. <laughs> so, tonight we're going to talk about the world. Vegasil. It is the biggest event in the sport that we do kind of cover on this show. So, we're going to talk about the teams in the World Series, uh, predictions for the World Series. And then apparently we are going to get into a little bit of golf talk and miscellaneous shit. We were mentioning before the show how our friends over at the 108 usually do the bullshit segment and then the baseball segment. We've kind of just adopted the opposite, where we get the baseball stuff out of the way and then who knows where it's going to go. Nonsensical. It's been a wild ride these last couple days, which I've actually kind of enjoyed. So with all that being said, let's tap this keg. Free build of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantees or the whole league that we here now. New show with a new move. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for. Yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, as always the show is brought to you by sports mockery sportsmockery.com make sure you're downloading the app turning on push notifications so you'll be the first to know i don't know when the bears starting quarterback's dad wins another arm wrestling competition sports mockery sportsmockery.com also it is brought to you by uncle buds 9700 south cicero it used to be the old tcs for all you og south siders um so we talked last week about the queen of hearts um i have been told that it's been pushed back to where it's going to start in november which is actually a good thing because youtube is kind of dicking us around about super chats right now because aldo has too many offshore cayman accounts and you know it's kind of biting them in the ass a little bit right now but we should have super chats by next week don't worry about it, because now the Queen of Hearts thing isn't going to even start till November 1st. I don't know, Mitch, if you missed it, we're going to do probably the whole month of November. Any super chat we get, we're going to put that all together, and I'm going to go buy Queen of Hearts raffle tickets at Uncle Bud's, and the proceeds go to the uh, Oaklawn uh, Special Needs Kids Athletic Foundation. So... So we're gonna get behind that. Yes. Now you better. Yeah, of course now. It's better to be in front of it, right? <clears throat> and then also if we end up winning the Queen of Hearts, we're all gonna go to Vegas and then we're gonna tell you we're going to a fancy dinner 
or to McDonald's to eat, and you're going to show up in shorts, and we're going to go to a real fancy place. Sounds good. Yes. If you, I was yeah. just recommending a tuxedo t-shirt. Just keep it kind of formal, but still let everyone know you like the party. I, that's... All right. No, we're going to so, be in Vegas, and we're going to ask for the room with the uh, the broken AC for Mitch. Yeah. So we okay, so now it's getting cooler out, so now it's like the perfect temperature. I just don't have to run anything. It's great. Sweaty I'm Mitch. Down. I'm comfortably living. I'm not sweating like a pig on the air. Yeah, he's got a hoodie on. Yeah. Um. All right, fellas. We're here. We're at the end of the road for the 2023 season. We are in the World Series. And it's two teams that Vegas and pretty much everybody at the beginning of the year. I mean, so I'm all right. Some people probably had to have thought the Texas Rangers were going to make the World Series just because of the money they spent. They got DeGrom. Like things were looking good for the Rangers going into the season, but they had a, a rough start. And then what did I message you guys? The Diamondbacks were like plus 18,000. God dang. To get to the World Series. Uh, preseason. So that just means Vegas and pretty much everybody just was like, nah, we're good on that. Hold on, I want to get that exact number. They were supposed to be like the cake on the schedule. For Yeah. When you look at the schedule, that was a sweet. Yeah, like, plus 18,000. Take five or six in that one, and then they, you know, stuck it I in a broke They're only projected to win like around 80, 81 games, <clears throat> which I mean, they only won like 80, 84. But... And so this World Series to me, Definitely signifies what we've been kind of talking about all year, how this year felt like there was more parity in the league, how it wasn't just the usual suspects dominating everything. And of course, the playoff structure caused a lot of people to cry about it. You know what? Just fucking win. And that's what these two teams did. They made it to the dance and now they're both leaving with the prom queen, little Chinese finger cuffs. But still, uh, they both got their kind of, in different ways, if you will, because the D- Diamondbacks is a lot of homegrown. I'm trying to think of a big free agent. Uh, Andrew Chafin. Guriel was like their big free agent. Yeah, Andrew, Gariel, Andrew, yeah. Andrew Chafin. They, they ended up trading him at the deadline. Remember, they traded him to the Diamondbacks. You know, or to the uh, Bruins. <laughs> they were like see, selling. And the positive to take away from that for White Sox fans is the guy that architected all that is now on the payroll on the south side. So we got that going for us. <laughs> There's not a lot. Mitch, we had a, a blog, a Florida, uh, not Florida, a Seattle Mariners blog. Close. Like, randomly come on our show. Yeah, yeah after the bad trade, he suggests. Yeah. Yep. And I tried <laughs> for an hour, Mitch. <laughs> I tried for an hour to think of something to trade. Couldn't with a straight face. Young, inspiring journalist like yeah. you, Mitch, actually. He graduated from the Cronkite School of Broadcasting. Yeah, he was a really nice guy. I wanted, I kind of went into it like, all right, I'm just going to like roast this kid. And then he showed up and he was like super nice. And I was like, oh, well, fuck. Like, all right. But he was, he was really nice. And then on the other hand, if you were to ask me what team you should build a blueprint around to like start an MLB franchise, I would say it'd be the Texas Rangers. I would make a French. Not Chris Katz. He would say the uh, Kansas City Royals. <laughs> well, yes, he very much say the Kansas City Royals. <laughs> but the Rangers, to me, I know some people are like, look at their payroll. They went out and bought superstars and blah blah blah. They did. They went out and got the best free agents when they were available. And uh, Simeon, uh, who else? 
Corey Steger. Steger, thank you. I couldn't think of his last name. Uh, they went out and got Jacob DeGrom, who's not even playing. They made the trade for Max Scherzer at the deadline. But they had signed at, John Gray earlier yep. in free agency. And, and did, oh, and they got Jordan Montgomery. At the trade, yep. <clears throat> I, I got to ask a question, too. So when did you buy that Rangers hat? This hat? I've been wearing it all season. That's what I'm saying. When did you buy it, specifically? Mm-hmm. Let's look at the records from the day that you bought that hat. See, I'm making this show even. After the hour, I'm switching. Oh, because you like the D-backs. Yeah, yeah. I do. I like both these teams. I'm excited for this World Series. But then my biggest quarrel, if you will, with people that are on Twitter just being like, oh, they just spent a bunch of money. Look at who's producing in that lineup for them. It's homegrown motherfuckers. Jonah Heim, uh, Josh Young, who just hits the ball. A billion miles. That kid is just has a violent swing. Uh, who's the left fielder? Garcia. They call them up. They call them up in September. He's right. Evan Carter. Carter. There you go. Mm-mm. Carter. Look at these kids. You know what I mean? Like that's homegrown shit. So that's to me the ideal way to have a franchise is have a team that's worth willing to go out and get the best free agents when they're available, but also handle your homegrown shit correctly. The Dodgers then, model, basically. Ooh, uh, the Dodgers, I guess. They always have an elite farm system, and then they go That's out true. and get the best guys available to supplement them. And every time they lose a free agent, it's never a big deal because they always got someone coming up the pipes in their farm system. I will never understand uh, any fan base getting mad. Uh, I mean, obviously, if you lose, you start just uh, coping hard. Mm-hmm. But I'll never understand the fan bases who are like, yeah, well, you guys bought your title. It's like, so, who, who the to. fuck? And this is a very good point, Andy. You guys lost more baseballs in the bleachers, man. That's not fair. This is a very good point by our guy, Andy, in the comments. The Mets spent all the damn money in the world, and they didn't do it because that was a poorly ran franchise. I don't understand, like, the people that complain about spending money either. It's like, well, it's not your money they're spending. No. It's like, it's the owner's uh, money. Right. money on it. Then, like, wouldn't you want them to be spending money on There you go. Aldo and, Aldo and Fids. There you go from Ian. Oh, there you go. It says Cardinal fans should be having a pretty big cry about not having an outfield of uh, Robert, a Rosarena, and oh. Adolis. I think there's one more. I think uh, they could have signed Juan Soto. Um, Ooh, I think Max Scherzer. Uh, I think I saw this, I think, a couple weeks ago. Uh, Max Scherzer called Adam Wainwright when he was a free agent. Uh, this is like the first, when he got his big first deal, I think it was. Uh, and he was like, Hey, tell your boys. I'm like, I'd, I'd like to pitch for the Cardinals. And Wayne Wright went Cardinals. to the front office. And I think the Cardinals just never called Scherzer. And then I think he signed with Washington. I could, one, <laughs> I could definitely. There's so many things that, you know, as obviously we pay attention a lot uh, as Cubs fans, that you see the Cardinals that they get away with a whole bunch of bullshit trades. Like mm-hmm. when they got Goldschmidt for nothing, Arenado, they, they got paid $50 million to take on. Uh, Nolan Arenado, but let you also look back at the past like five five years or so. They've had a lot of fuck ups because well, not only that, they traded away Zach Gallen and uh, Sergio Alcantara or not Sergio Alcantara, uh, Sandy Alcantara to the Marlins in one trade for one year of Marcelo Zuna. That was an awful trade for them. Plus the Arosa Reina, plus the uh, Garcia DFA or the trade to the Rangers. Mm-hmm. They fucked plus, up a lot. So. Plus being well, boring as fuck. And 
in fairness on the Adolis Garcia, like no one thought he would be. Yeah, because that that one's that one's just a good one to like lump in because I think the Rangers did also DFA him. Right. To bring up (laughs) and then they like got him back. But holy fuck, have a series, my dude. I mean, we could just he's, dive into He's the, the four Rangers home runs away series. from the uh, postseason record for a single right. single postseason. I got a I got a quick question too before we really get kicking off too because I I keep hearing this from other people like really non baseball guys, but does the Astro? I mean, excuse me the uh, the fact that it's the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. Do you guys think it it hinders or helps? I saw Rangers that too because I, I I'm curious what you guys think because I actually think I think I I feel like. Social media has been buzzing like hell with this matchup, but I don't, I don't see it. But it could be the, I, the Twitter bubble. Bubble. I think it hinders it a little bit because the fact of that, like you know, baseball diehards are gonna like watching. Like I think we all appreciate a Rangers Diamondbacks matchup, but the fact of the matter is the Diamondbacks is not a whole lot of like star power as far as like name recognition goes. Like if, if you ask a casual sports fan, name a bunch of players on the Diamondbacks, they probably can't do it. And the Rangers, I. A little bit. I feel like that's like fine, but there's not a whole lot of stars on the uh, Diamondbacks, and that's what drives ratings. So, not a whole lot of people watch that team either throughout the course of the season. So, I think it kind of does hurt it a little bit. I I would agree. Unfortunately, I would say to like the casual baseball fan, like Mitch is saying, I I think it hurts it. It's not like the Yankees, Dodgers. You know what I mean? Like, the pitch clock's not going to fix this one, then, huh? <laughs> and you're not getting uh, like coast to coast type stuff. You know, it's pretty. Right, that's always a tough. Uh, that's always a tough conversation with baseball. It's just it's so regional. Yep. Like people yeah. in you know the what Dallas Fort Worth area, they love the Rangers, right? But like people in Austin, like they probably don't care. They're, they're, they're closer, to, closer to Houston. They're actually probably Astros. they probably don't care about Houston. <laughs> like, all right, I don't care. Like, it's only like a what a two like, and a half. My barometer is, I was out Saturday night uh, at a bar with my wife, and I was pointing out where uh, the game, what was that, game five between Philly and uh, Arizona was on. Uh, And I pointed out a Diamondbacks fan who was like, you know, he's having a meltdown because that's when the Phillies uh, won that game. They're hitting all those bombs in Arizona. And I pointed him out. I was like, oh, the dude's having a meltdown at the bar. And she thought, like, she had, the guy was wearing a Corbin Carroll jersey. Yeah. Like white, the like the old school white, the, the yeah. turquoise seven, right? Seven, whatever number yeah. he wears. He's seven. She had like no idea. She thought I was pointing out like another guy who had like a Diamondbacks hat on. And then like I brought him up again later and she goes back. She's like, oh, I had no idea that was a Diamondbacks jersey. But like she she knew, she knows Harper. She knows Schwarber. She knows mm-hmm. Castellanos. Like that's like, you know. She knows some players, but like well, she if, knows you're about, if you're talking about the casual, guy. just like, hey, do you know these guys? Like you said, yeah. Zoe and Mitch, like it's it sucks to say, but the casual fans just it does. Maybe, maybe they tune in because they don't know these people. Like, what is this? What is this no. all about? No, what game is- one is on a Saturday. Football like, Saturday. They, they shortened the bases. I'm I'm gonna watch now. I wasn't gonna. Watch the World Series, but now I'm got no. Okay. This the fact is though you're right. It's, that's what makes it very difficult. But you've got to think that there's going to be some people tuning in that might tune out because they're pissed off that their team lost. Going, I can actually pallet watching the Diamondbacks play the Rangers because I know for a fact that when I'm fucking pissed and I'm mad that the Cubs didn't make it or whatever it is, sometimes I have a hard time. And I know a lot of people that are worse than me because I'm a baseball junkie. But I know a lot of people that are like, I can't watch my team. I can't watch the postseason or the World Series if it's not my team. But when you have two teams that are kind of likable, like both of these, with two very dynamically different stories, especially as underdogs and hundred lost teams, you might be saying, "Hey, you know what? Fuck it, let's watch." 
Because some people are weird like that. They're like, I'm sure like Dodgers fans right now, right? Probably not. But now all of a sudden they're like, well, the Rangers are kind of cool. I want to see them kick the teeth into the Diamondbacks. This might actually be kind of fun because they're a big power hitting team. They hit third most home runs in baseball this year. Let's go. You never be, yeah. And that's why I'll be tracking just because it is. It's a, also a very interesting matchup because like two oh, teams, wow. you pointed this out in the chat, like very opposite. Like the Rangers hit a lot of home runs. Diamondbacks, this young team that pitches really well, but not like the huge big names. I mean, selfishly, though, I was rooting for the Phillies just because I thought Bryce Harper and Castellanos and all of them were electric. And then I was rooting for the Astros, too, because I wanted to see Abreu in the World Series. Um, so, I mean, honestly. Wait, I- who are you rooting for in the World Series so I can pound the other team? <laughs> oh, <laughs> probably. I, I'm going for the D-backs. Um, in this all right, Rangers. Oh, that's – they're like, like Rangers one. I would be like, you know, I don't really have a dog in the fight. I just hope it's close. I hope we I said it. KB, I, said week, I think the Rangers are going to win, and then once the Diamondbacks uh, beat the Phillies, I'm a bit, I'm a huge grudge guy. The Texas Rangers don't really mean much, much to me as a Cubs fan. I'm still <clears throat> bitter, annoyed that the Cubs uh, got their ass kicked against the Diamondbacks. I am rooting against the Diamondbacks hard. I, I, also, that, I hate that team. I, I Vegas, Vegas likes to point this out because Seawald, obviously, who closed it out, Vegas kid, Harper, Stott, <laughs> Vegas kid. I would like to point out that a it's bunch been, of chokers, Hart, we're, Bryce we're, Harper and Bryson Smith. We're going into the seventh year that poor Bryce is going to have to sit here in Vegas and know that KB has more rings than him, which it it exists. I guess we'll say the discussion exists about Bryce not being a winner. It, it is there. Yeah, I mean, he gave, yeah, did you see him game six and game yeah, seven? He, he gave, bunch he of fucking losing. Yeah, he I disappeared. Mean, and it's then afterwards, time. he's crying in the locker room like I let my the whole city of Philadelphia down. Well, he played really well. Like just fucking do it. It was Bryce Harper, Castiano, Schwarber, and Turner were like what, like oh one for or over yeah. twenty five. Disappeared. Game yeah. six and seven. Bryce was wrecking like, fuck. but he'll all those guys. All those guys fucking sucked at the end. Yeah. So <laughs> a couple reasons why pitching this world but again. Let me make it clear. Ratings. Fuck the Diamondbacks. Understood. Well, you fuck Suzuki for dropping the ball. If he doesn't drop that ball, the Diamondbacks. That's not true. I don't know why people are saying that. The Cubs did not have the tiebreaker of the Diamondbacks. No, they had to win two more, or they had to win one more game than the Diamondbacks. Yeah, Diamondbacks. What five six? Five six. So they would have had. They both would have had eighty four wins. Yeah. And Diamondbacks won five of six, right? Was I just five saw a bunch of people tweeting about that shit. Well, yeah, there's go casuals, fucking frauds. Yep. You don't know ball. Sorry. Um, they don't know ball. They kept. Saying- I definitely think that this World Series will do fairly decent in ratings. Actually, now, as I mentioned earlier, I wholeheartedly agree with Mitch. What he said, you know, like, you know, the like everyday casual baseball fan. There are some people, very small amount of people, but there are some people that watch the World Series just to watch the world series you know what i mean like but the reason why i think it'll do numbers a couple reasons one anyone that likes baseball at all has a reason to like both these teams they're both scrappy they're both a lot of fun they're both some they both have filled with great stories i'm sure like mlb on fox is doing a million like thought pieces right now on all these different players but the big thing in my mind is how legalized gambling has expanded and expanded and expanded that could also alter the ratings right that's what i'm saying and like there's gonna be some dude in in, texas (laughs) there's gonna be some dude in new jersey that can name two players on the team but he has the over so he's gonna watch this game that is crazy you know what i mean the two biggest states that don't have legal ice game that is you can marry your cousin at 12 that's weird 
Uh, fucking sex. But like, that's uh, why I think, you know, when you see those inevitable, like, game two of the World Series, did this much blah, 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 and the Nelson ratings or Nielsen ratings or whatever the fuck they're called, it's just, I think they're going to do okay. Mainly because. Yeah, I think, I do think, I think they'll do great Friday. I mean, it's a Friday night, not much other sports going on. Game two, though, on a Saturday, football, college football, it's going to be tough. Yeah. Is there big games this Saturday? Like, is there like a? That's the thing. You just talked about gambling, dude. People That's just true. love to gamble on like this the ACC fucking tenth team. I dude. literally, I literally have Sam Houston State minus three and a half right now. There you go. <laughs> this is how sad gambling is too. I'll be. It'll be like at eleven thirty at night, and I'm like, what do I have in the live bets here? Oh, look, there's a tennis match somewhere in Australia. Let's go. We're gonna we're gonna take this this uh, this match here. Let's go. So oh. there's no. Oh, there's a. Okay, so there's Oregon, Utah. That's at two thirty in the. What time's the baseball game? I think it's seven, seven seven central. central yeah. All right, so you got Oregon Utah at two thirty, which is wild because that's a West Coast game. Uh, then you have Duke Louisville; those are two ranked teams. That's at two thirty as well. What's the marquee matchup though this week? When does when there does, is nothing? When does five and one UNLV play this weekend or six and one? What are they six and one? I actually just hold on. I just saw UNLV. Who? Let's see. Yeah. Ohio State plays they're at six Air Force this weekend. You, oh. UNLV plays at Fresno State at 9.30 Central. <laughs> if they win that one, they might actually get a vote. Well, there you go. They may, Maybe there aren't any many oh, good Florida, games. Florida, Georgia. Okay. I didn't know that was this weekend. All right. Oh, that's 7.30. Oh, God dang. Fresno, 7. Oh, that's a 6-1 and one versus 6-1. and one. Nice. Yep. Florida, Georgia is a good game. I still don't think it would. It's not going to be a good game. Georgia's going to roll Florida. Florida's not. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm just saying, I'm saying more of uh, it's a – like a big oh, yeah, no, there's nothing late. Right. There's nothing late. Yeah. So you know what? So, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. I'll take it back. Maybe it'll do fine Saturday. Night. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, as far as predictions go for this series, I think it it goes at at least six, seven games. Like I don't see this being a sweep or anything crazy like that. I got uh, Rangers in six. I'm gonna go <laughs> Rangers in seven. <gasps> My gut says Rangers in seven, but I've doubted the Diamondbacks all series long. Yep, and it's going to come out to if their pitching can hold up, but good pitching and defense usually translates no matter where you're playing. So against my gut, I'm going Diamondbacks in seven. I'm feeling very good about my prediction. That's where I'm already at. Diamondbacks in seven. That's where I was. Way, I saw well, I go first, but uh, Mitch and I are on the same page again, like our preseason predictions a few times too. But yep. that, I, that worked out. That worked out uh, awesome. I even voted in an online poll that said. <laughs> Speaking to the uh, uh, the conversation about popularity and these teams, people caring, I wanted to bring up how the – I don't know what the solution is, but the Arizona Diamondbacks had game four and game five start at 2.07 local time. Oh, that was – actually, I almost didn't mind that selfishly because, like, we have TVs in, like, the newsroom. <laughs> and so, like, when I'm out in assignment, I can't watch any of these games. So it was actually, like, really nice because I could, like, peek up. And, like, Wait. What time do they start? 2.07 in Arizona. So what's that, 3.07 in Chicago? No, it was 4, 4 in Chicago, and it was oh, 5 okay. out in the East Coast. We have fall back. Do you, you guys touch back up with us this weekend, Aldo? I always fear it's fall back this weekend, right? Uh, so, no, now we're going to be... Are you are now an hour? Do you go to, do you go to uh, Mountain Time now? Well, we don't change. It's you guys. Oh, we're the ones. That, so we fall back. So yeah, okay. So we'll be... Pacific time will be an hour... An hour, an hour, and then an hour with uh, Central. Closer, yeah, closer to Central. But, you know, think... that was just crazy. It was, like, uh, middle of the week, and I was – I remember, I remember, because I was going to bet – I was going to make a bet, like, on the 
whatever, like a home run or something, like someone had hit a home run and it was 2.15. I looked at my phone and then I like, I check and it's like already like, you know, game in progress. I'm like, what? Like the hmm. game started like 10 minutes ago. Like, <laughs> and I, and I get it. The Rangers and, and the Astros, they had to, they had to play later. And I know you can't do the NLCS is one game. ALCS is the next game because you do kind of want to keep the, Hey, baseball series work where they played two games in a row, three games in a row. So you don't want to lose that aspect of it either. Like, I don't know what the solution is, but man, seeing that, seeing that it was like a back-to-back game play NLCS at 2 PM on a Wednesday. That was so stupid to me. Alex got us. It's actually, we don't have to worry about fallback. That's not till the the fifth. So it's just, I really liked it. Like Mitch said, selfishly, it was part I work no, right where I'm for sitting you guys. Right now, so I'll People in Arizona like, like, oh, okay, no shit, wonder cool. nobody went to the game. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And then you saw all that shit about Philly fans buying tickets so yeah, people buying would show up. And... Which, by the way, b- fucking karma right in your fucking asses. I get. I thought you guys yeah. had the best home field in, in sports. And then you... I, they I mean, were I'm not... the electric crowd, though. I ain't got uh, yeah. Only when they were front running. Front runners, that's all I saw. And you piss them off, they start throwing batteries and shit. Bro, they were down... Two in game seven or whatever, and they showed that little crowd meter thing, and it was like almost world record loud in there. But and they were all still standing despite being down two in the nine. So I just support their team like the Rangers did, standing ovations and all. Right, it was Rangers that did that, right? Where they were like, well, I know a lot of the Philly fans stayed in the stadium to boo the trophy presentation after the fact. That's 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 more of Philly than anything. Well, the the other thing I like about uh, these random, or not so much random, but like you know, that's random. You can say random. Well, yeah, like the Diamondbacks and Phillies, yeah, like obviously you know NL West, NL East, is that when you do get the the random matchups in NLCS, is that then you get like the new. Like Alec Thomas putting down the flag, like that's just going to be a huge thing next year. When they play. Oh yeah, like new rivalry out of nowhere. After and I mean, that. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because some people, I, I tweeted the video of it, and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, you're just being an asshole. Like he's from, I get him, he's from the Nate, you know what I mean? Like Southside, so he's being a dick, and he's caught up in the moment, and we tend to do that a lot. But it's super disrespectful, and. I told him you should probably wear actually I said in the tweet, I was like, you should probably wear some extra padding the next time you go to Philly. And like people were in the, the replies being like, Oh, he can have fun, he could celebrate. I'm like, Yeah, you could fucking celebrate all you goddamn want. But you don't go out there and plant your flag. But and the, like that's the, the thing. Team's field. I, I would have been fine with it if it was the World Series. It you still haven't won it, big guy. Yeah. <laughs> you, yep. you got to it. That's right. You didn't win the World Series yet, dude. <laughs> And that's where I worry a little bit about the Diamondbacks. And I say this after I just pick them, of course. But um, because it's such a young team, relatively speaking, like it feels like that's one of those where they peaked and you have that emotional high. And then it's like, okay, now we've got to reset because we still got like work to do. Where yeah. I feel like yeah. the Rangers got a couple more guys that are a little bit more battle tested and have been there before. So that um, that does worry me a little bit. Look, if I'm if I'm the Diamondbacks, this whole World Series. I am playing nothing but Alter Bridge as the band of choice during that's the spinoff of Creed oh. when, when uh, Scott Stapp uh, decided he was going to leave. And uh, I don't think they're going to do that because you are easily the only person Kennedy? on the show. No idea. No one knew what you were talking about. Alter Bridge, dude. Miles Kennedy's got some pipes. He was actually no. a better voice, but 
They were they sounded just like Creed, except with a different singer. So I agree with Mitch. I was going to put it a little bit more cruelly and say I think Arizona kind of shot their load, and I guess Philly. Same point. But same point. I mean, the Texas, the Texas Houston series had a couple like emotional games, but it didn't feel like as intense as every Arizona Philly game was. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. Well, it's because there were blowouts at the end. Right. Like, well, that's, what, Garcia, that's what I'm saying. And that's what I'm saying. Garcia was hitting his fucking then, moonshots. To further that point, because of Adolis, I just feel like Texas just has more like killers on that team. Like more guys that are going to go out and just like Adolis Garcia is fucking, he is insane right now. Corey Seager, very quietly, fucking insane right now. And, you know, and then you have all the rookies that are showing up. And I know. It's the same thing with Philly, though. Yep. That's true. And I know that in the Diamondbacks, like Corbin Carroll disappeared for a little bit, but man, did he show up in game seven. A big X factor for me in the World Series, though, is going to be the stolen bases. And we saw that really fuck up Philly in the game six and seven. But if you can get them Diamondbacks on the field or on the base pass, they can cause some trouble. I love I how they, they picked their poison. Positive. They picked their moment there too, with with how they got aggressive. They got aggressive and things changed in the whole series, which was great. Well, they were finally getting on base. <laughs> right. They were. The, I mean, it's crazy to say like it's the X factor because he's like their star player. But you right. saw it in six and seven, especially game yep. seven, when Corbin Carroll can get on base. He's a fucking menace. Like everything just go. He's he's an almost an automatic steal. Yep. And then bam, second base. And then you just have a hit. It's one zero, and you're like, and "Fuck, we, we're ready." We all know damn well <laughs> that instant offense that sits in the back of the pitcher's mind. They can say they don't care about it. They whatever. Uh-uh. When you have a guy like Corbin Carroll on first base, you are thinking about Corbin Carroll on first base, and all of a sudden you leave a curveball up. Yep, one little lapse. That that his first hit uh, in the first inning on in Game Seven, it, it was just like a slow roller up the middle. You know, Bryson Shaw does a great job getting over to cut it off, but like that's an easy base hit for him because of his speed. He's still second, and then bam, like base hit from Moreno. And the thing is, JT Ramiro has a pretty good arm. Yeah, he's a pretty good good. arm. And they were running on him like he was Jasmine Grandal. They were fucking (laughs) all over the goddamn place. And so I don't know what kind of arm Jonah Hem has. Heim? 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 Um, Ruhan Luke, real quick. God bless you. Had up four of those last week. <gasps> Sorry. Um, I don't know what kind of arm he has. I'm, I'll look up his caught ceiling percentage here in a second, but that's a big factor for me in this World Series. If the Diamondbacks can get on base, Texas is going to have a big problem. And then uh, the guy who started Game Seven for them, Fat uh, yeah. or Fox. <laughs> He's the guy. That guy who... has been a beast in the postseason. Do we remember early in the year we were looking for people to trade and we were going through the Diamondbacks farm system and he was one of the guys that came up. We're like, we should yep. trade for this or whatever. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's God damn it, we wow. totally did. Yeah, that's that's how I remember that guy. I was like, oh my god. god when would the White Sox learn? And it's and, and that 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 also goes to show you how things can just rapidly change. I think he was pretty brutal. Uh, his first, I don't know, handful of starts. Yeah, they and, then it, um, and then it just clicked in like yeah. late September, and then into October, it like yeah. just flipped a switch, and now he's striking everybody out. I'm looking at uh, Jonah's baseball savant page here. Is it rough? A lot of blues. He's gonna, he's gonna have a bad time <laughs> if they get on base. Well, if he's they got, get on base, that's yeah, the other his, thing. 
His the Rangers have Nathan Ovaldi, yeah. who's like the greatest postseason pitcher of our generation now. Boston legend. But his pop time is he's in the 45th percentile Oof. of all catchers. Well, you know what? I think that tells me we got to start betting uh, Diamondbacks, stolen bases. Stolen base props? I am <laughs> in, dude. I am so in. But it was so weird, though, watching that series. Like, the Diamondbacks, was it they didn't steal a base until game six? Game five, right? Was it a game five? Game or was five, it after the, game five that 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 what what's his name said uh, we got to start running and then yeah they, it's like no, they, I, I think it was after yeah because like they just well the first two games in Philly they just weren't getting on base no yeah, they, on one of them and even if they're not stealing like the 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 threat of knowing there's a guy mm-hmm. on base that's fast it fucks with the pitcher and okay, you saw yeah. it even like in the Philly series because you're worried about like oh gotta throw over gotta hold him on you're not focused on the hitter yep fucking. I think that's a big difference. And then obviously on the Texas side of things, it's it's a big if and it's a it's a big yeah, no shit. But if those bats can stay at that high click that they've been at, I mean I know you're going against the Houston Astros, there's an extra little you know, little extra lead in the pencil because you want to beat your in state rivals and shit like that. And Ted Cruz isn't going to show up to support the Diamondbacks like he did with Houston. I think they're 0-5 when he showed up to their games. That's all true. And then I get it's the World Series. And I get it it's, <laughs> it's like what these guys have worked their whole life for and all that stuff. So they're still going to be like up for it. But I mean, if Texas that lineup 1-9, through nine, you, you couldn't breathe. And if that stays that way, I don't see how they lose this series. I, mean, I just think they're. I told you it was a big no shit comment, but they're yeah. they're when you go head to head starting pitching wise. And I know Gallon has been great. They have Merrill Kelly and then Fott uh, has stepped up here. But I think you know Ovaldi, Montgomery, and then like Scherzer's their three. Yep. Scherzer's uh, been kind of he's been, he's been bad. <laughs> bad, but yeah. <laughs> but 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 of all, if you get Ovaldi and Montgomery to pitch twice in the series, I think they can shut down Arizona more than Arizona can shut down Texas. I can easily see the Diamondbacks going down 0-2 in the first two games. And then have the call. Oh, speaking of a home field advantage and how that just does not matter in baseball, yeah. that ALCS, all the road teams won the games. Yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. One, uh, I also think that in the battle of the bullpens, the advantage goes to Texas. That's a great band name, Luke. Snakes and Sex. He meant six, but in six. But but yeah, I think in the battle of the bullpens, I'm going to give the edge to the Rangers. I don't know. I just, I really feel like it's going to be the Rangers. I, like I said, seven. I'll stick with seven, but it'll probably be six or seven. I think it's going to be a great series. Oh, well, I'm going to watch every minute of it because I'm going to bet the shit out of it. But yeah. It's I already been, know. First game, I'm betting uh, Corey Seager home run. Dear. Yeah, and then I'll probably go. I'm liking a lot of overs in these games. I know you just talked about the Rangers the pitching. <laughs> pitching staff, but I call. I mean, the first time when they rolled Max Scherzer out there against the Astros, everybody that I talked to about gambling, I'm like, they're gonna get to Max. They're gonna get you don't get five months off, show up in the ALCS and throw a fucking gem. It just doesn't happen. And he started out, I was like, oh shit. I was wrong. But then they got to it. So and I know D Beck's bullpen's been lights out. I just again 
I'd feel more comfortable if the team that I was rooting for had the Rangers bullpen. Because, See, I feel like you say that though, because outside of Seawall, like how many recognizable names are in the D backs bullpen? The uh, whole lot many. of people that no one's ever heard of. Not many, but I, even if you pull up the stats and all that stuff, when you go into like, I know playoffs are all about getting hot and staying hot, but as we talked about last show, both these teams now what they get a week off. It doesn't start till Friday, right? Yeah, Friday night. So a little less than a week, but I'm not saying that they're both going to cool off, but there's some time to think about some shit in there. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, they're going to come back. There's going to be rejuvenated and ready to go, but you're going to have to reignite the hot hand. And that goes for the hitters, and that's why I said Texas lineup. I'm not sure if they can keep that same level they did against Houston, but. I said my my prediction. I'm sticking with it. I gotta wonder: Does Sebi get a ring? Diamondbacks win. Does Sebi get a ring? Oh yeah, yeah it does. Hey, he's on the forty man. He's roster. on the forty man. That's why Mitch is room for the Diamondbacks. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Imagine if there's an injury there. to the backup catcher. Oh, nope. it's Sebi. Sebi becomes the new Jeff Blum. Just a pinch hit. Yeah. Well, there was a chance he was going to start a game. The catcher got hurt, and they're like, Sebi's the only other catcher on the roster. He might be getting the start. I was all excited. (laughs) You can finally dunk on all the all the haters. Could you imagine if, like, the like, let's say, like, game three goes into, I don't know, like, fifteen innings or whatever, and they're like, here's Sebi Zavala pitch hitting, and he comes and he just hits like a walk off. Postseason's magical. Things, stranger things have happened. David Ross hit a home run. <laughs> I mean, fuck Jeff Blum for you, O five White Sox Jeff fans. Blum. I know you guys just mentioned him, but yeah, there's there's heroes. That's usually when heroes are made and people become legendary. Like if Adoles Garcia goes crazy in the World Series, he's yeah. stamps Texas Rangers legend Adoles Garcia. I didn't realize he was like completely bald, and so like during yep. that like fight because i'd always see him with like a helmet or a hat on it was like very i don't know it caught me off guard it's like oh god that's what he actually looks like he i absolutely <laughs> loved how much he pimped every home run against houston yeah oh, yeah absolutely loved it and it wasn't like cheesy or gaudy but like just the whole slow saunter i guess you have to be like super jacked to pull this off because like he was doing like the hulk walk like he was like so and he's just like and then he's he's carrying two smash bat. yeah and he's Hawk smash bat, and then he would run. But I can see why Houston was pissed about it, you know. And it's one of those things where if you want him to stop doing it, strike him out. Strike him out. But to throw at him, which they obviously they totally threw at him, might have been the dumbest thing. Like, well, I was laughing my ass off when they threw at him, and he turned around and Molnado. Molnado didn't usually catchers will pop that <laughs> lid off real quick and get in their face. He was sitting there like, nope. nope, I, I, nope. And I might be the only. <laughs> I'm on this podcast probably that doesn't give a shit if some dude doses someone and dots him if he's fucking being a dick or whatever. You guys obviously probably feel differently, but in the World Series, that has no fucking place. Like that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Oh, like not, every at bat is important whether you're up ten or not. I thought the Chapman thing where he was throwing one hundred two, like that was that was horseshit. Well, that he's was a piece of shit human being. Fuck him. But yeah, I was Don't very much laughing post. when. The beast that is Adolis Garcia turns around and he put he like gives him like the two finger right in the shoulder like, and he just stood there like, thank you sir, <laughs> please everyone get out of the dugout now. <laughs> I don't even think that was intentional. I don't th- I don't think that one was even intentional. If I'm being honest, 
when oh. they hit Garcia. There was a retaliation. Yeah, I think Garcia thought it was intentional, but I think if you look at Maldonado's, I don't think I don't think that was. Well, there's a didn't the Diamondbacks get the revenge in Game Seven though? Didn't somebody get dotted in the back of the knee or in the back of the leg? Is that what you're talking about? That was Chapman. That yeah, yeah. yeah. Chapman was throwing. Chapman got revenge for the Garcia that won, but yeah. I don't think the Garcia one was intentional like he thought. It's the only reason. I could think of that I wouldn't want the Rangers to win in this because fuck Adoles Chapman. I hope he doesn't get another ring. That's he's not even good. Diamond he's not even good anymore. Yeah. Oh, he's always a nightmare. I think because he lost the closer job. He's in the eighth innings. So. Yeah, he's not even good. Well, the, the dude that's been closing for the Rangers, I'm, pardon me, I can't think of the dude's name. That that's Seawald yeah. from Vegas. No, no, no the Rangers. Rangers. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. That was Seawald for, for the Diamondbacks. That's right. Uh, yeah. Who is it? Who is the closer? Homie's ex closer for the Rangers. He is fucking ice cold, man. That dude should be. In another life, he was an assassin. He's sitting out there. His facial expressions do not change no matter what the situation. I was just because I watched the one game against Houston where he, get, he got in a little bit of trouble. Like first, second, no outs or whatever. Didn't fucking matter. Didn't he didn't serve up the uh, yeah? Clure. He did. He did. He, uh, the clure. He did, but it, that's going to happen. But again, once he served that up to Altuve. To your point, yeah. Face looks fucking face. face. Didn't give a flying fuck. I mean, that dude looked like a Sakaro. Like, he looked like a fucking straight assassin, dude. And I was like. Alex Colomay oh. vibes. Except he was effective. Yeah. And he's. Alex Colomay was the same way. He never smiled. So is. Did, did Colomay ever pitch for the White Sox in uh, this season? Oh, yeah. yeah he did when they got brought him back? Okay. It didn't last yeah. very long, but no. yeah, he had a two week stretch. Yeah. It's blood. It, let me tell you, my, it was a. <laughs> my favorite joke from uh, what's this? Charlie Sheen with the baseball, Major League Two. When he Mitch, up you the... can do a great article, especially after, uh, like, after the trade deadline. Like, do you guys remember all the players who played on the 2023 White Sox? I think there's just some of the random ass some names. Some random ones. <laughs> But yeah, it's the joke from Major League Two when uh, Wild Thing pulls up to the restaurant and the yeah. valet goes, "Mr. Vaughn, <laughs> thought you were pitching tonight." And he goes, "I did." Yeah. Goes, oh, my bad. I pushed. I turned it on in the second inning. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I still remember 2016. I think Joe Nathan pitched three games for the Cubs. Yeah, he, I, just I randomly. Remember, you know why I know that? Because fuck Joe Nathan, because he used to kill the White Sox when he was on the Twins. <laughs> I got really yeah. mad when he was on the fucking Cubs, and I was like, "All right, fuck this guy." But all right. Um, Bulls are down sixteen. What the? Oh well, the Bulls stink. I don't know why. They can't shoot. They they cannot shoot at all. Like they can fucking hit water. The the bull. uh, (laughs) It's. I mean, it it goes back to ownership. The Bulls had the same problem year after year. They don't have three point shooters. They don't sign three point shooters. They don't trade for guys who can shoot. (laughs) And what happens? They didn't do anything. And you have to make threes, and they fucking can't. And guess what? Hate it or love it, that's the NBA now. Get guys who can actually make shots. Yeah, fucking, they're playing uh, Oklahoma City. They got a seven foot two white dude that looks like a skeleton with a jersey on. He's out here popping threes. No, but now nah, you got to rebuild around DeMar DeRozan. You got to. That's my rant on the Bulls. I mean, no, they, you're right, though. They needed that three point. That is my, I used to, like, it sucks so much. I used to be such a passionate Bulls fan. And after what was it? After 2014, 15, that season, I just like this. What the fuck is this franchise doing? Mm-hmm. They're stuck in NBA hell. Go Bulls! Go Bulls! Um, I, I did want to bring up before we get to the bullshit. Um, yep. The Cubs are gonna bring back Kyle Hendricks. 
they're reported or they're trying to bring him back on a multi-year extension. He has a club option worth 14, 6, 16, 16 million for 2024. Do you guys think it's smart to try to bring him back two, three years for like 10 to 12 per year? Because I'm assuming that's what it's kind of, it's going to kind of be. He's 34. Right. Um, he had a solid season. He had like a 3.74 ERA. The whip was fine. The ground ball rate was back to normal. Um, he had like he had a couple of rough starts, but it was just only I was looking at his start, uh, his game logs. He had like one truly awful start all see, season. Um, I just, I, you bring him back. <laughs> I'm I in see, a position there's... with the White Sox. I don't know what they're gonna. I honestly have no idea what they're gonna do. With with Hendricks, I feel like he's the type of pitcher with his style of pitching. He could probably pitch a little bit longer with his age because he's not like a. But he was never like a blow you away with his stuff. He's, he's, oh, he's that was the other thing. His velocity went up again to like eighty eight. So yeah, I feel like I don't know. I don't know if I would do it if I was GM, but like I would get why they would. I feel like he you could still milk another effective season out of him, and because he's been there so long, you know, you kind of you pat him on the back. It's like a hometown discount. Like all right, we'll throw you a bone. You've been a good soldier all these years. So him, I would have hated yeah, and him and his wife are such respected pillars of the community and shit like that. Like yeah. I can like way up there. But we'll do this. Maybe we'll start doing it next episode. We'll get into like off season plans, but I think they have what two weeks from today, right to after the World options. Series. Yeah, to pick up options. I think it's three, three or five days after the end of the World Series. I think we really, really get a peek behind the curtain with Gets. Okay, that brings me. That's a perfect segue. This is the one, and this was a few weeks ago, and I didn't have the chance to talk about it. But I do have a take here on the White Sox. That I know I'm going to get some flack for. I realize it's probably not smart people, baseball people. We'll say it's a bad take. And I understand it. But I do think when the news came out that the White Sox were interested in Salvador Perez, like, and it immediately got like all this like pushback. I'll be honest. Now, look, I will preface this with saying, I will preface this with saying, yes, there are, I can see why people don't like it. It is way too much to pay. So, yeah, that, not saying I would even be in my off-season plan to add Salvador Perez, but I'm it would not be the worst guy. thing. So, does he strike out a lot? Yes. Does he not walk much? Yes. Is he a horrible defender? Yeah, absolutely. However, wait, wait, wait. you got slow as fuck. So, so is Yasmani Grandal. Oh, however, either. however, <laughs> I will. This is what I will say for Perez. This is why I don't think it would be like the worst thing if they did sign him. As far as catchers go. 23 bombs and 80 RBIs is a pretty damn good season. Like, and that was a down year for him, but not a whole lot of support around the rest of the lineup. If Yasmani Grandal hit 23 homers, I think everyone would be thrilled. In today's MLB, the teams that usually hit homers tend to do well, especially now that we traded Jake Berger. We do not have a whole lot of guys that hit home runs. Perez, he always hits home runs. Like, that's the one constant. Like, two years ago, he led the MLB in bombs. And once again, a lineup with not a whole lot of protection around him. That'd be number one. Off the fields, this is where the other thing is. The Sox's biggest issue was like culture problems, which is like an overused word. They always talk about that. Yep. Perez is the exact type of guy you would want in your locker room. The Royals only have had four captains in their team's history. He's been one of them. He's well respected. He's won a World Series before. He knows what it takes to do it. And if you listen to the quotes from like all his like former teammates and coaches that he's played with. He's always open to talking to young guys. 
He's very helpful and like teaching guys. This is a guy, this is the guy that we thought we were getting in Yasmani Grandal when we signed him. This is the type of guy you want in your locker room that's been having all these issues. That's like, oh, the culture's bad. You know, there's all these issues. And Pedro Grafol, not a whole lot of respect in that locker room, justifiably so. The one guy he'd have as an ally is Salvador Perez. So if Pedro Grafol is trying to get the room back to respect him, wouldn't be the worst guy to add. Now, I get all the red flags, and I'm not even saying I would go out and add him, but like, I feel like it was a bit harsh, the reaction. Like, this would be the worst thing they've ever done. Like, I, I honestly wouldn't hate it. I would not hate it. I, I would, it would suck paying him the 40 plus per year. But if you're getting in a bad season, 80 home runs, 20 plus or 20 plus home runs, 80 plus RBIs, and what he would do for the locker room, like, I don't think it would be that bad of an addition. I, so, you know, I get it. maybe it's a bad take, but I don't hate it. I will agree with you that it's not the worst thing in the world. I think no, there's Ebola. A lot of my frustration with it is it continues the pattern of just settling for shit. Also a good and it, it, it's just, it, it just keeps going in that pattern. Like, Salvador Perez is like, we can get that guy. He's a guy. You know, he can do maybe the locker room stuff. Hopefully he can still hit the bombs at 34 and all this stuff. And But, like, go out and make, like, a, a major move. Like, that just feels like they keep doing what's coming easy. Like, go out and just do something. Morales said, "Shit, you got to do something big. You got to go. You got to do something for the Chicago White Sox fan base that says we're we're back. Yeah, in a way that's like we're, we mean business. Because you know all that talk from Han for how long now? Nobody gives a shit. All they hear is wah 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 wah. When you talk, action now is what you expect from the front office. There has to be action, or nobody's buying in. I think the only way this could be a good trade is obviously if you're getting Salvador Perez. I mean." It's what twenty million per year for the next two years. Uh, you're not, uh, the White Sox aren't going to compete in two thousand twenty four. Like, I, no, that's not. <laughs> so, but I think you can still do it. Okay, the clubhouse stuff, the intangibles, fine. You get some pop. Okay, mm-hmm. is if you can buy a prospect from the Royals, you're like, hey, we'll take on all the money. Yep. Uh, we really like this guy. That's like in I don't know double A triple whatever whoever it is. I, I have no idea what. Good or bad prospects, the Royals have, but maybe the maybe Chris Getz knows some guy or the guys that they've hired who have more uh, recognition. uh, Are we looking for someone major league ready right now, or we got a year or two away? I have no idea, but like, just get talent. Get talent because you're not going to compete in 2024. 2024 doesn't matter. And hey, maybe you get lucky. Maybe Salvador Perez like does like get back on it and has an even better season. And it's like, Hey, all of a sudden you can trade him. You're not going to get a lot, but Hey, maybe you can ship him off. Sounds like I, do, like, I do think you would buy help. a prospect. You're, you're not going to compete in 2024. Yeah. Respond to like Ian's come. And now look, this is also admitted. I agree. Like it, it wouldn't <laughs> be the best acquisition, but setting the bar, it's setting the bar low. Rodal is a terrible catcher too. You're getting a better version of what you had last year with Salvador. Perez. Yeah, I feel like you're just swapping out Yaz for Salvador and you're getting a minor upgrade. It's like it was not a minor your... upgrade. That would be a significant upgrade. Like he's a the home run thing, because like we were getting no nothing like on either side of the ball, like defensively or offensively. At least Perez provides a little bit of pop. And plus, unlike Grandal, he's good in the locker room, which we need guys like that. That's like our, that was our biggest issue, I think, last year, the last couple of years. The clubhouse was terrible. So Kansas City does not have any 
prospects in the top 100. So you could pretty much just shop whatever you want. Well, yeah, get like three guys. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying, like whatever, like, whatever it is, like I, I could only see it in that way. It's like you, there's some guy in their system that you throw me gets whoever, somebody that, that they brought in, the guy from Arizona. Maybe he liked this guy in the draft two years ago. Whatever it is, buy a prospect. Do that. Oh, sure. Throw me well, a Gavin Gavin Cross. There's your, there's your future right fielder. The other thing with the catcher stuff too, I have a feeling that the White Sox are going to trade Eloy this offseason. So. Perez could easily slot him as a DH. Yes. They wouldn't yeah. even necessarily have to have him as a catcher. I actually think he'd so be as a DH. We'll uh we'll fill one out like we always do, but the Sox machine guys are gonna do their offseason program, and I guarantee you, I guarantee it. Nine out of ten are all gonna trade Eloy. Like everybody I think well, I think the most popular are gonna be Eloy and Moncada. Like people are just gonna want to shoot balls. You can't trade they they won't be able to trade. No, no, but that's the thing. Sox fans don't care about that. They're gonna want to trade Moncada. For the record, too, I would just like to say I my like offseason plan wouldn't have trading for Perez either. Like I get there are like red red flags there, but like I feel Mm -hmm. like the vitriol it got was a bit of an overreaction. It would not be I can see where the White Sox are coming from and targeting a guy like that. That's I all do, I'm saying. Well, that's where from. People are just sick of this shit. I do have to add, uh, if you guys weren't sick really? enough of former uh, Royals, do you guys remember that random report last offseason about a, another Royals infielder that the White Sox were supposedly interested in? Remember Nikki, yes. Lo- that Nikki yeah. Lopez? Nikki Lopez, yeah. <laughs> Say hello to your future second baseman, Nikki Lopez. Yep. Well, unfortunately... For the White Sox this offseason, a phrase you're going to hear a lot is they can't get worse. They can't. Their rotation is going to be terrible. I don't, theoretically. I have no idea who. We don't know who's going to pitch. We don't know what Getz is going to do yet. And that's why in, after the World Series, right after the World Series, we're going to really see for the first time like what Gets is thinking because I, I honestly I don't the think TA one the TA one is the one that's intriguing the shit out of me. That's the first one. If you see that his options decline, it's like yeah, no, they're not going to be spending any money. Right. If they decline his option, it's just they're going to try to angle it as this is us changing everything, changing, we, we changing change. uh, culture. Change. Yeah, changing culture. Change. They're just going to keep talking about culture for the we next. We got to change everything. <laughs> we got to change this and change that, and you know we're a hundred lost team, so we need to blow it all up. But I think right dude, now that's heading, fine. Heading into the offseason, I don't think it's hyperbole to say that there is not a single starting pitcher that you can guarantee is going to be in the rotation. Like, I don't think it's a guarantee that Dylan C starts 2024 with the White Sox. No, or like Michael Kopech. Kopech. Like, and then everybody else is just guys who were randomly brought on the team throughout the season. Anyway. I think Kopech has a bit... I, I, I think Kopech has a little bit of a better chance just because th- his trade value is like next to nothing. And they've already said repeatedly they're not putting him back in the bullpen. So Dylan Cease at least has some trade value. So I think that's not necessarily a guarantee, like you said, especially if they decide to go in a different direction. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what they do with TA. Yeah. I, to me, that's going to be the first, like, are they going to let Cats do his own thing or what are we going to go here? I'm interested. At least that's one thing going into the White Sox offseason. It's going to be interesting. Could be interestingly bad, but it's going to be interesting because there's a new guy at the switch. 
Yeah. Um, we'll see what he's what he's gonna do if he if it's even him pulling the levers. You know, he could easily just be a figurehead. But I have have, have there I, been any rumors? Kim Ing, she coming in? Ing. What would worry me there is there, I, I hope so too. But why I don't think it would happen was because one of the issues they had with the last regime was Kenny and Rick fighting and going over each other's heads. And they told Chris like, Hey, we're giving you the power to call the shots. Now you bring in Kim Ng who just left because they were going to bring in someone over her. Well, she's going to be wanting to call the majority of the shots. And I think that is the the white Sox because they're idiots and hired them so quickly without doing a proper search process. I feel like that's going to be, that's going to drive her away a little bit just from that, because I don't think they can guarantee her all the shot calling. Because just imagine right. all the, all the, all the shit Kenny Williams was talking about the White Sox tour and their yep. trade, uh, their trade <laughs> negotiations. I just think it'd be it's hilarious right to here. see her walk in and be like, all right, Chris, let me see what you're thinking. And he hands her like the, like, super confidential off-season plan packet and she reads like five pages of it and is like are you fucking serious with this shit what the hell is, like, shit? What is this are you, are you trying to lose 100 games again and then it all blows up and we have another decade of misery chaos dogs cats but, do you do you think are you predicting they blow it up i know it's an unknown you, you if you had to vote though you go and they blow it up or you vote and they they try and re uh retool oh if i mean i I would hope they blow it up, but they're probably going to be fucking stupid and do another half-ass retool. And that's what I think too. Yep. Because they're paying oh. Ben Attendee long term. You still got Robert in their prime. I feel like they're like, oh well, Eloy can have a bounce back here. Moncada looked good the last two months. Let's go roll the dice. There is a even even with the limitations that Jerry puts on the payroll at times. I, there is a path where they again. I don't think 2024 is their year. I think there is a path where they can get back to competitiveness in 2025 because you can get some second tier solid starting pitchers this offseason. But again, the White Sox historically haven't spent a lot of money on starting pitchers in free agency. So it's going to be tough. But there are some guys that, you know, we can get some surprise, maybe like a, a four years, $60 million contract, maybe like another Benintendi type. Uh, contract for like uh, you're hoping to be a higher ceiling starting pitcher because there's the starting pitching market. We we went over the hitters. The hitting market is bad. Terrible. A lot of starting pitching depth in free agents. I would like to point out how bad that Benintendi signing looks in year one. The yep. man was a below average fielder when he came in with all this gold glove. Oh, he's gold glover. Like not only was he like a bad, he was a below average left fielder, and he couldn't hit. His like if you look at his like exit velocities. When he did hit, he never hit the ball hard. He was terrible. He was a liability on both ends. That man was costing him games, not just in our paycheck. I was always laughing during the season. Like, he would play a ball off the wall or something like that, and Steve Snow would be like, yeah, man, that's why you signed an Andrew Benton tennis. You see how well he played that ball off the wall? He saved a single from being a double. It's like, huh? Like, that's that's why you signed him? To the highest contract ever. I had to. I had to look it up because I knew it was uh, bad. But uh, Andrew Benintendi with the White Sox had his lowest uh, career worst WRC plus besides 2020. He, had a, he finished the season at 87 below. That's 13 percent worse than league average. And then he finished the year at 0.0 WAR. Bad. Well, there's uh, to Ian's 
to Ian's comment, I don't think there's any shot they move off Moncada. That's why they traded Berger because they know no other teams are going to want to trade for Moncada at this point. And defensively, you're not going to find anybody. And I have a theory about Moncada that we saw him kind of get a little bit healthy and start playing a little better towards the end of the year. It's a contract year for him. He is easily well known to be motivated by money. I think he'll actually be pretty decent this year. I do, yeah, I can see it if he can stay healthy. Well, that's always the big if. But uh, the other thing that's not healthy is Mitch's golf swing. So let's talk about. Oh, that. yeah, yeah. Let let's let's, talk let's get into that. Let's pull let's up the film. That. Let's pull up. Let's the not film. pull up the film. You know, this last time <laughs> content for you guys again. You know, you want me to like sit there for ten seconds doing my normal routine and line it up? I just took. No, a no. I I appreciated the content. I just. I, I know the swing was, was ugly. It was not a good, no- that, but that's not my normal golf swing. Ben Hogan swinging a fucking actual wood out there. With that, that is not my normal golf swing. Deep. That, it was ugly. It was ugly. It was. I don't good. even know I like how you, how you did that like on accident. Like that seriously. Like go watch like a 1952 Masters clip or something. Because I just that's... took a step back and just swung as quickly as I could. <laughs> I like lined up the ball and just swung as quickly. I did. You know. I was outside. Fixing a car, no big deal. Fixed it first try, uh, but <laughs> it was a bomb, by the way, too. I'd like to point out, despite the ugly swing, that thing was you, a bomb. Next, well, you got to get the the camera next time behind you when you swing and do the shot tracer. All right, all right. There's a free app for that, and you could also lie when you do that. No, I was gonna it. say <laughs> yeah, use like the shot tracer, way. but you make your own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just it's like it went three fifty. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm working on this car. And I stop for a minute and I take my phone out and look, I got all these Twitter notifications. I'm like, what the fuck? And so I open it up and I just see fucking Ben Hogan out there. I mean, I, I thought you would have like, uh, what are those Payne Stewart pants on and fucking little high socks. hat on. Yeah. And the high socks. Well, it's funny. I usually always dress up when I golf. Like I got nice golf clothes. And then like, I came to this course the first time and I was like wearing a golf shirt and golf pants. And I would look looked like an idiot. Everyone else is out there with like jeans and like tank tops. Jorts. They're like, you know, wearing jorts. They're all looking at me like, what the hell is he? So, yeah, that's now. I will say I'm with you with that. Like if I go golfing, I play in a men's league at a local municipal course that is not very fancy. And I still, I need to wear like nice shorts and a polo every time I go. I can't just show up. I'm one, yeah. one week. I was busy and I was like, oh shit, I just got to go to the course. And I had like sweatpants shorts on and like a t shirt. I felt like the biggest asshole the entire round. Right. So. I'll say this though. I'll say this, man. Like, I, again, having golf like with Shreve and some of those other guys, those dudes wear what Mitch was wearing. They wear like those athletic tapered sweatpants and they wear like a, like a, in essence, like a, a golf hoodie is a, a thing now. Well, that's a big, golf. that's a, yeah, and that's a big thing. Now, like, I think it looks good. I mean, it's, it, and especially if the weather's kind of cool. So I wouldn't, yeah. I, don't, I don't judge it for that part. I'm not a, Looking, oh no, that was fine. But I love that. But Rory made golf hoodies cool because he finally did it. And I remember all the old school golf people, this is a disgrace. Well, it's like, it's a fucking. And Rory life. should love Liv. Why was he hating on Liv then? They, they like have no trust kit. I think there's a, a big difference between wearing a hood and, Taking Saudi money and disrespecting the PGA <laughs> and man, yeah. all, all this stuff, but I'll do get the second. <laughs> so then we bullied we bullied you online enough yeah. where you felt Again. the need to take a oh poor Mitch to take a video of your real swing. Real swing was way better. Your lower body was a lot more quiet, but you 
I don't know why you feel the need to do the splits when you fucking. What do you mean? Just like up. a wide base? Well, yeah, wide. Your feet should be shoulder width apart. Your feet are fucking like out. Like you have a yeah, way I, too wide for, of a base. I only do that for the off the tee. Like, like fucking Jeff Bagwell out there getting ready to fucking hit the ball off the tee. But it, you have a very violent swing too. But you're young, so that's why you yeah. have a violent swing. Like, good, good extension though. You have good extension. Mm-hmm. I thought that that I, I your um your upper body I thought looked like where for the most part where it needed to be. It was it was the lower body movement i think we call it i guess we'll call it um yep. like i'm saying you're a little bit you look like you're on your heels a little bit too which allows you to kind of pull back and then right. i feel that's like too much that's too much technique nobody cares about that so what's your best round ever <laughs> <laughs> we need to get into the like, hold on, hold on. i want to hit it straight hold on i think i'm not like i'm usually hovering around like the mid 80s like low 90s i think my best round ever was an 81 i want to say okay okay zo never broken i've never uh, gotten pre Accident, pre-accident. Uh, All right, we'll go with the prime. Prime pre-accident, My lowest round was a seventy-eight. Okay, so we got some. All right, in the range, Kevin. Best round. Post, post best accident, round. Eighty-seven. I want to say eighty-six. All right, all right. When I was uh, at the newspaper, I played three times a week. Uh, so I actually was able to play. I was playing really good. So I, I got down to a seventy-six. I actually told myself. I actually like. Oh, oh, I'm four. I'm four strokes. Okay, that's all I need to hear. Stop right hey, look, now. Hold on, hold on, challenge hold on. challenge to every White Sox podcast out there. Fuck with our squad. But hold on, scramble, and you cannot bring in a ringer. It has to be the people that are on your show. The story gets worse. We'll make I, it even. I'll play. But I I went from a once a decade. I promised myself that if I shot scratch golf, I get myself brand new golf clubs. Right, that was like my my goal for myself because yeah. I was using hand me downs that my dad gave me in like '98. Um, and then I left the newspaper to start teaching and start coaching, which the summer is, especially when you have opportunities to golf. So now I'm cracking. If I crack 90, I'm a, I'm fucking lucky. Probably. I love it, Missy. I love it. But I did play with my new clubs and I've been playing with literally the same clubs from 98. So I literally am stoked to get out with the new clubs because I have a much larger room for error. It makes, it makes such a big difference. I, I, oh, I, I still got old clubs too. I just got a new club for my birthday. It was like a wedge. And it was like funny. I was supposed to anchor the noon show that day, but I was so excited to use the club that came in the mail. I woke up at like five in the morning, got a White Sox article done, hit the gym, and then played nine holes of golf all before my shift at noon. I was very proud of myself. Maybe everyone comes to, to Vegas this winter and we do like a, a podcast, Golf Vegas. I'm down. Hey, when the NASCAR playoff race comes there next, next fall, I'm definitely. I'm saying, man. Perfect right after overseed too. It's beautiful right now. Get the sports bombs. Get the one away guys. Get the fucking on tap guys. I, I want to see my son summer hit a golf ball. I think it would be absolutely fantastic. I mean, we've seen Baloney again. Ball, so I'd love to see. No, him. I know. I know Baloney and Jason golf. I know that for a fact, but I dare you bring your squad. Four on four, four man scrambles. So we'll make it nice and fair. That definitely evens out the playing field a little bit. Um, playing Sunday scramble. I think, but bring your squad. We're gonna whoop your ass, and I'll make you pancakes afterwards. Before, like Prince, uh, before that, though, we need we need <laughs> you. Well, Uzo have to you, you have to play around with uh, Mitch so you can get in his head preparing for the mental game. I mean, that's easy. I would love. I would love it. You have to break money. it down to build them back up. That's easy money. Skins game. Oh, I was getting roasted on Twitter, getting rained on, yeah. and we still we still gutted it out and got below. Like we can't just like start like right away like a four and four scramble, and then like uh, we're on like. The third T box and Mitch is. Well, I'm not gonna head. fuck with him when he's on my team. 
No, 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 but the other team is going to fuck with them. That's what I'm saying. We got to prepare. You have to train them. The, the I, got I got it. I got it. Dodge I, a wrench. You can dodge a ball. Let's go. Get, get in the head. Also, to address the th- which is actually funny that I got called a serial killer on Twitter. Yeah, that was my next question. <laughs> yeah, I, I have there is a backstory, it, but it was funny. I was out on the street the other day, and the camera guy's like, "Mitch, you, you kind of look like the American Psycho." And I was like, "Well, oh, you know, I mean, Christian Bale's a good-looking guy, but no." So um, you, you took that compliment and decided just to yeah, well, yeah, not to act. Well, I had the suit, on, but anyway, for for the, the right, and the Mitch definitely game. watches himself in the mirror. See, I think I, I look at I think Nick. <laughs> what is his name? Uh, Nick Holt. No, Nick Holt. Offerman. Wait, hold on. Let let the man finish I, his. Defense. Like Nick okay, but the reason that the full finish name is on the scorecard. So when I first like was playing like competitively, <laughs> I was gonna do. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But so that's what he said. Uh, Nick Holt. Nick Holt. I'm not kidding. Nick Holt. Mitch. Lie. Same dude. Hold on. I heard stop. Uh, stop. Yeah. Time out. Mitch, tell us why you are fucking psycho and you write your full name on your. Oh yeah. When you put your so show. when I first started playing, I was gonna. I was trying out for the golf team in high school, and like the summer before, like the tryouts, I had never played in like a competitive tournament or anything. So I signed up for like the USGA, and I was like doing the tournaments, whatever. And I didn't really know like the format or whatever. So you come in and they give you your scorecard, and usually I would just like write Mitch or whatever, like MK. But they give you the scorecards. They're all like official, and you have to like sign them and everything. And I didn't know what to put as far as like the name. I'm like, do I write like Kaminsky? Do I write like fuck? So I didn't. So I just wrote the full full name, and I had a great round that round. Well, then I came back in to turn in the cards, and the guy was looking. He's like, "Why the hell did he? he's like? You didn't need to write your like full name. Like, why the hell did you do?" I'm like, You're "Oh, like, I didn't know." Psycho. The next turn, <laughs> next turn, I just put like, Mitchell on the scorecard. Bomb! Like it was like oh, I shot like a one fifteen. And so since then, superstitiously, whether I'm playing by myself or in the tournament, I'd always just write out my full name because I did it the one the first time I was in the competitive tournament and I played well. And then when I just put like Kaminsky the second time, sucked. So it was I just will. Thing. So I always I always just write out the full name. And the reason the eraser was there is because I didn't like the way it looked the first time I tried to fit it in because it's like kind of a long name to fit in one of those golf scorecards. But I always do it no matter who I play with. So Christian Noah, I say Nick to- Yeah, closer. I'll take off and the um, and the beast. A totally non-psycho, i.e., people way. You wrote your name out on a scorecard, didn't like it, erased it, and then we didn't get in. The eye was like like scrunched in. I'm like, well, no, I can't. I can't. Oh, it's it's definitely I'm... definitely normal everyday human behavior. I don't Super give a normal. shit. Hey, Super whatever. Normal. No, I'm trying to be nice. You know what? Actually, I love that. I love that. My head off. I love that killer mentality. Literally. Literally. There you go. Well, now we're just saying Mitch just looks like every white guy. <laughs> I think I've always thought Mitch looked like Nick Holt, to be honest. I really did. Not as beast. When I was younger, they used to say Rex Grossman. Then I heard Adam Scott. Rex Grossman? Rex Grossman? Yeah, I thought that was a weird one, too. This is what I No. You white, you Ben Affleck. All right, let's move on. Come on, you guys have all seen that movie. Gro- Which one? Uh, I didn't even hear what you said. I said, if you white, you Ben Affleck. Oh. <laughs> What's uh, when Luke, the, the, the pen they gave Stifler. me in the, course, in the Salisbury golf course, you go up, all their pens, all their pencils have the eraser thing on them. So I don't know First what you of want. All, to that should be outlawed. Yeah, golf, golf course should not have pencils with erasers. Agreed. Chicago golf does. That's a nice ass course. That's one of the nicest courses Ooh, in America. Take that, though. Oh, he wouldn't know. He probably can't play on there because. Oh, they, oh, they, oh, is it because oh, I really, he's? I really can't. The only reason 
Polish? I can't. Yeah, it's hard. The only reason I got to play there is because I was one of their peasants that worked there. Yeah, I can't play on that. I'm not paying that kind of money. Well, it doesn't um, matter if you had the kind of money. They have to invite yeah, you to be a member. Yeah, Michael be Jordan a... couldn't be a member there. And Medina? Huh? No. Oh, Medina had the same problem with Jordan, too. No, Chicago. Yeah, Chicago, Chicago golf is a harder course to play on than Augusta. It's it's yes. very it's very hard to get onto. Yep. Is it Target? Is it or is it like big? It's all right. I got one up on Mitch because I got to play his precious indie brickyard. That is right. that is cool. Yeah, I got a golf hoodie from there. <laughs> I, like I the course should only be a dog leg left. I, I, that course was oh, all right. Never mind. Because left turn way hillier than I thought it would be. Well, doesn't it go? I know that the whole course isn't inside the track. Is it only like three holes that are inside? It's, whole, it's holes. Uh, I think it's seven through eleven are inside the track. It's like the ninth hole, little halfway house, is inside the track too. A lot of hole talk here. But it was. I didn't have a, a flat lie, except for the tee box the entire round. Very hilly, very fast greens too. There's a uh, there's a course here. Uh, it's called Dragon Ridge. Literally, the whole back nine, everything is a tee box, a canyon, and then a green that you have to drive around this canyon and then go across a bridge to. And it like the whole backside is Target Golf. It's just like that. Like everything is like a canyon, basically. It's, it is fucking. Oh, terrible. I just thought of something. Oh, I look Hard course. Played there with Kevin Sorbo once. That was fun. So for those of you that are listening to this the next day or you're in their comments whatever you probably know a friend of the show named missy carroll well missy announced today that she's going to have her own show called the pregame show live so what i need everybody to do that's listening to this right now is go on twitter and follow at pregame show live and then find it on the youtubes and go and subscribe and like that shit because Friends support friends. Missy's always in the comment section here. We always appreciate it. So yeah, cool. I can't better get a follow back, Missy. It's some bullshit. But yeah, no, Baloney, yes, I'm glad I you're here. Beef we we formally challenged we formally challenged every pod in White Sox land to a four man scramble. How do how 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 is the, uh, you you're following the one away, you're following Sandy, but you're not following the pinwheels and ivy, Missy. That's fucked up. <clears throat> Yeah, it's take that fun. all back. Yeah, that's from, I'm, I'm I'm hurt and I'm and I'm sad and 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 I'm, and I'm hurt. Mm-hmm. But I follow you. back. I got you. Did I get a follow back? Oh, yeah. no. Nope. Oh, well, she follows the Pinballs and Ivy account back. Oh, she does. <laughs> all right, we're gonna have to probably work out a handicap system here because I don't want this to get too out of hand. Baloney from the Chicago Sports Fund says Jason, Johnny, and Dougie suck. Well, well people are forgetting. I'm going to play two. I suck. I probably suck them up. So well, the, good thing is, the good thing is in a scramble format, we won't put any, like, you have to use three of this guy's drives or anything like that. It'll be a very just fun scramble. So all scramble. you need is well, that's one, what we're, guy, that's what you're one guy out of the one one guy out of the four has to hit a good shot. One guy out of the four has to hit a good shot. Well, no, the, well, we could we play where you have to use one shot every hole from every guy. Then you can't do one shot from every hole. We should also have a rule that one of the holes has to be played with. What was what was the uh, was it a three iron that that Tin Cup played with the hole? This this might give them a shot. 
Oh, what stroke off? What are you, what, what are you trying to say? Off, that's not that, hammer, that it'll neutralize itself because they'll be getting like a 10 for every, like, it'll, yeah, not too God, That reads so differently if you read it different, like with different tones. Bum golf, one stroke off for each drink consumed. Oh, we're not, we're not getting strokes to anybody. I, one I play, stroke I literally off played. For each drink consumed. That's totally different. And the cart girl will be very upset. This past summer, I played twice within like in a month. That was the first two times I played since 2012. No one's getting strokes out here, boys. I'm like a, I'm like a, I'll shoot, I'll shoot a solid like 120 for you. But no, that's <laughs> that doesn't matter though. In the exactly. Trailer, that's what I'm saying. No one's getting strokes on on our that's challenges. Because all for all you know, Baloney, maybe Jason goes up from 170 out and just throws a fucking. Yeah. I feel like all those like 330 off the tee. All those 330 off the tee guarantee. All those definitely hitting nukes. I'm fucking sandbagging over here. He's yep. probably like. And he's going to watch his ball and Garcia. Yeah. I, right, just to go I was yep. proud of my first drive in 10 years. It, it got off the ground. There you that go. was all I was uh, Half the battle. To. Half the battle. <laughs> or a third of the battle. I'll you get, know? no, no. When uh, I did no, play, no, I'll get like, out. I'm just looking for like one shot, one solid shot per hole. That's it. Oh, and Baloney, if you. That's rewind, how babies are made. Rewind the tape. You find out why Mitch is a serial killer. <laughs> it doesn't, and his explanation doesn't uh, help his cause. But oh, you don't I, have any strange superstition. You know what? I don't give a shit. Just real quick, we, we are in different locations. But what if we all committed to going to a golf course on the same day, roughly at the same time? Although, even though Aldo and me are on the West Coast, we can still document everything and kind of like basically almost make it like a like a playback or a, a whatever through our phones. And we're all playing live on the course together. Let's go. Uh, I'll, I'll set the date. Let's go like in mid-December. You, I'm, you guys have to figure it out. I'm sorry. I'll go to a simulator. <laughs> you, Illinois guys. Got to... <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys are so fucked There's with literally water. fucking 10 simulators within like a mile uh, and a half of You guys got to go to a real golf course. <laughs> I mean, if you're playing on a simulator, I'm playing on a simulator. I'm, simulator. I'm just saying. If you want to I'm going to send December. my like uh, PGA 2K Gold or whatever team. video game is I out think, now. I think Baloney's on something. I think... You maybe because they're all online. Oh, dude! I know where there's two in town right now, guaranteed. I know there's one at um, there's one at the Callaway Golf Center right off the Strip, and like uh, like the 215 down south. So that place is actually, and we could actually, I I know they have the simulator actually because there's have, a really wow. there, there's a one called Birdies that's at, at like 111th and Pulaski, right where Oak Lawn and Mount Greenwood meet. That. A lot of people go there to drink, but if you want to go and golf and just no one's fucking with you, there's a place I forgot what the name of it. It's on like a hundred and I don't know, fucking let's go 132nd in Harlem. But, but I have to say though, those are those those set you up for failure though, because oh, you I know you can't rip a heater. Yeah, you can't. You can't rip a heater. <laughs> I can't rip a fucking hitter. So you get a heater and I can't get have a hitter. I'm fucked. I need a little bit per hole. No, the Wait. dude on Harlem looks oh. up, and they got a full you smoke inside. You don't mind. Oh, there's a little room I can go into. Nice. But yeah, I usually when I go there, I go during the week at like eleven in the morning when no one is there. Because then you could play when you are by yourself and you're at a simulator. You could play eighteen holes in fucking forty five minutes. I'm like tip the guy to like juice it up a little bit with the hard drive. Let's go. It's very easy. The only thing that sucks about simulators is putting, and I've given up trying to putt on those. So when we set it up, I'm like. Give me fucking five foot gimmies. I know it's fucking lame, but it's like just do a five yeah, shot. I'm not putting this shit. Yeah, no. 
I mean, how many weeks? What do you think? What do you got like two weeks before shit gets like where you're no longer really wanting to go out on the course? Probably two, three weeks. Is it, I, is I, it, I, is it bad? Bad? honestly? As long as it's not like two brother, weeks. man, it is October 25th. We are in global warming, though. It should not be this warm. But it's supposed to be a warm. It's El Nino. This 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 winter is an El Nino winter. It's supposed to be warmer than normal, actually. Uh, I guess. Well, it's gonna rain all day tomorrow. It's gonna rain on Friday. And then it gets all the highs are in the 40s after that. So mm-hmm. you can go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. That shit. Yeah. So speaking of serial killers, since we're in the bullshit section of this. Like it. Like the transition. We're about like to get a confession. Well done. No, no, I do have a wild story. I covered this week about a killer from like a cold case. And it was like surreal. It was like a surreal story. So like this. this, oh, this it was Kevin. Case. He's running away. <laughs> It was a cold case since like 1981 and the guy was already in, they, 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 they had the guy in jail and he was like denying it the whole time. But like, if he had another murder charge, he would have been facing the death penalty. So he needed like a plea deal for like this murder. So the prosecutor that was like trying to go after him, like the family, like was like, we'll take a reduced sentence for him. But like, he has to tell us what exactly happened because it was like killing like, like they, they wanted to know what happened to the loved one. Like they, they didn't have any closure for it. So like, if he like confesses and like tells us exactly what happened, then we'll do like a reduced plea deal, which is like almost like never happened. So they got him in like a room and the guy was in there and he's just like very honest, like talking about how he killed this guy. And like one of the details that they had, and this is why it was cold for so long. So the guy shoots him and he realized he was like, I got to get rid of the gun, but it was his favorite gun that he shot him with. So he went back into his house, got a different gun, shot him again with that one. And then, like that one, he was was the one he disposed him with. But like they like they never would have known that unless he like said it. So he was like he shot him. He's like, oh man, this is my favorite gun. So then he had to get a new one and then like shoot him again. Is like, a, I mean, like that's day one stuff. Everybody knows you don't use your favorite gun to go kill. Someone. And hide the hide the gun in your belly fat. For so I just picture this guy like going back into his house, like rummaging through his like closet, like ah, which gun do I want to get? Rid of? Yeah, it was like I mean, it was gone. <laughs> writes in his diary, got my favorite gun and killed that dude. Everybody knows it's like going to the bar. You don't you don't bring your favorite lighter to the bar because it's most likely you're gonna get stolen. You don't use your favorite gun when you're gonna go commit a homicide. That's fucking day one shit, man. Come on, fucking Missouri. Bring lie and long darts. God and a shovel. Definitely a shovel. But rope. Drawstrings. Any update on the uh, cop? Oh, the the Keatsville sheriff. He got off. Oh, yeah. more ways than one. Small town, he got <laughs> off. Now the other small town drama. I'm calling. Follow me to it. This is pinwheels and Ivy after dark tonight. I love it. <laughs> talk about stroking off. Yep, stroking holes. Know, like, oh, holes. Got a lot of hole talk tonight. Dude's getting off. Filling getting one good shot in every hole. Yeah. And then, and Luke was here. Well, I mean, there's not. It's tough to talk. I mean, bull suck, bear suck. White Sox suck. You're not Tyson Bajan believer? No. I he looked awesome. He, did a, good, he did a good job for his first start being a rookie, but he was throwing like 10-yard check. Like Nick not, Foles. Nick Foles. I think he's that what I tweeted exactly is happening. That he was going to have a good first game and win his first game, and people were going to be like, oh, this kid could be good. This kid could be the truth. Everything gets hyped for him, and then he's going to get his dick kicked in against San Diego. Cleo Mack is literally going to put his dick in his ear. 
I'm trying, guys. By the way, I'm considering this because obviously it's a four and a half hour uh, drive. I, I actually just got into it today. I'm like, I, I might. I'm. This is why 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 I wouldn't golf on Sunday, is if I decided to wake up at 9 a.m. and uh, get a little hair in my ass and drive all over to L.A. four and a half hours and get twenty five dollar tickets to go see the game because SoFi is twenty five dollars on game day if you just get on game time. So go check and, and just spend, spend it. At, take Monday off. Hey, fuck it. You know, even in the I don't think I do that. SoFi, I don't think I would do that. Not a bad seat there. The way that I've never seen SoFi though. I want to see SoFi. It sick. No, it's 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 worth it. And I was only there, but like even like in the nosebleeds, because like the way it sets up, like when you come in, you're in the upper level because it goes down like yeah. around. But mm-hmm. even the upper level, like the nose, like phenomenal view. The screen, like they have like the fastest Wi-Fi in the world for a while. They did anyway. It's it's well worth it. I want to check it out. Yeah, my buddy went two or three weeks ago for the Niners game whatever that was. And he's like, he's like, we bought game day tickets for 24 bucks. I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, I bought it like at 9am that day. I'm like, well, I can just get in the car. Well, it's okay. funny. Like LA is still, if you go to universal studios, they have a, uh, a Raiders pro shop, but they don't have a chargers one and they don't have a Rams one. Like the, the Raiders are definitely still the most popular team around that area. So it doesn't surprise me. So, so. Mm-hmm. I think it would, it's always up to no good. Uh, it's never bad. Hey, we get one of the donuts that Iron Man was at. What's that place called? Oh, uh, we have one here. They're one of our clients. <laughs> What's your call? Uh, <laughs> Randy's. The forums uh, down there. Yeah, they have to, they have to yeah. chain their donut to their sign now. <laughs> People kept stealing it. You know what else I really fucking hate? I really fucking hate Thursday night football. I fucking hate it. It, it is, is, a, is that Bills? It is, a, it is a fan. That's why I hate it even more because it's a fantasy killer. Your studs and your fantasy team lineup always suck on thursday nights and i, I don't know that's not true a couple weeks ago i i thought i was in for a fucking win uh, so who was it on thursday night who was it two weeks ago um oh no justin fields on thursday night right god dang it i had him more and cole Komet in that massive game so i went into the weekend like already at 100 points between three dudes that's and I, only, I knew it was over. i scored 160 that week which is high obviously 100 wins the probably the week and the dude i played scored like 148 so i had like literally survived thanks to dj Moore. thursday night football sucks dudes get hurt because of it it's always the under always hits it's not entertaining at all because it's always dog shit football and it's always like opposite so yeah that actually plays it's opposite because the bears blow and then thursday night they play good and get you 100 points mm-hmm. and then josh allen's probably gonna go fucking for 115 yards on thursday night with a touchdown and two interceptions it's game too game much. Game Especially here, they add Saturday night football too. Just give me Monday mm. night. That's like that's all. It's only like the last two weeks of the season, isn't it? Because they're like trying. Yeah, to mess but that, even that it gets annoying. Like, I think I'll, they're going to do they're they're doing Friday night football uh, the Friday after Thanksgiving. Really? Mm. I think that's on Amazon. I think. And yeah, you're absolutely crazy. right, Missy. Just, I mean, that's all I do on Thursday night football. Is I bet the under. But oh, last week you would have lost. I yeah. did lose. Two weeks with the Bears, you would have lost too. You're still up. I can tell you right it's now. Been the last two weeks, it's pattern. I would I bet. I would you. bet this Thursday's on Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay should have lost to the Bears uh, if the Bears yes. had any good. Yeah. What is uh, What is uh, it? And Tampa Bay, they suck. The Bills. The Bill. The only thing is the Bills defense kind of trash too. Bills have had two bad losses. Yeah. Like what is they, that? And they should have been three because they played like yeah. shit yeah, against. I don't do San Francisco. Yeah, they should have lost. Not three as a concussion. Fuck. That's not good. I. Uh, Oh God, forty-three. I don't oh. see Tampa Bay scoring a lot, and I actually think that Buffalo is going to try to like prove a point. Yeah, I, I, I like forty-three. I'll take over. Well, it's all the way down to forty-three. I, I can see that game being like that shit all day long. Actually, I'm happy. It's forty. I can see that game being like twenty-seven ten. I think that's going to game's going to be about like a thirty to twenty. 
with some charity points at the end because it they have uh, uh, Baker Mayfield. Uh, say Baker Mayfield charity points. By the way, last time I remember last year, Baker Mayfield on a Thursday night with the Carolina Panthers killed me in fantasy in the playoffs. He did, he racked up a huge game against us. Uh, it was it was it was like a it was like a who did he beat? who did he beat? Was it the Saints? No, I mean he thrashed on Thursday night football. So he may be the Bears reverse. So mm-hmm. at least with the over, you don't have to worry about it. What are you guys? What kind of fantasy leagues are you guys in? Are you guys doing two quarterbacks, an extra slot, or an extra pretty, flex? I mean, I'm two quarterback uh, Yeah, in my big league, that this is year number eighteen for, uh, we got rid of the kicker. We do two flags. Hmm. Oh, we're talking about doing that in ours. Actually, is that cool? It's, you like it? It's way better. It's way better. It's way better. Yeah, we have. A, I'm in a two quarterback league, PPR, regular like positions, no defense. And then the other one is standard scoring with an extra flex. Yeah. Mm. Getting rid of the kicker is great because no longer like you lose because a kicker on Monday night football kick four field goals. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, so it just becomes a second flex. No, that's the whole part of it. Yeah. That's the, you would draft your position. Yeah. I mean, you could get a kick with it. I think, I think a few years ago, my league went, it was PPR, but it was standard all positions. And then the only thing we get added was another flex. I like it. That's us. Yeah, I yeah I like, I mean, if Baloney's my kid, I don't like the good. quarterback. Uh, getting getting rid of I defense. Either. I like having defense. Yeah, no, I don't like getting rid of defense either. Have I you like guys ever a, um, a vampire I used to be in a league where you had to draft defensive players? Like, yeah. Yeah, oh, oh, that's too much. That's really <laughs> heavy. Have you guys ever done <laughs> that? Was so hard. It was an auction draft league too. Oh, jeez, oh, a lot more strategy involved. But like that was a hard league. Nerd. Have you uh, guys done a vampire league though? That's actually kind of interesting. No, is a vampire so Vampire League is you get 12 teams, 10 teams draft, right? And then when the draft is over, those teams lock for the season. And then the only two players that can actually pick up anybody are the guys that are the vampires, the two guys, or the two players. So uh, they can pick up everyone on free agency, so you're basically fucked into free agency. But if you beat someone in a head-to-head matchup, you get to take one of their starters and replace them with one of your starters. So, like, over the course of the season, you might be, like, 0-4, and, and then you you snake somebody, you beat somebody somehow, they have a bad week, you take their, like, best quarterback, and all of a sudden your team is, like, better than them. And then all of a sudden, if you do well, you can keep moving up. But it's really fun for the vampires. Everybody else is just, like, lineup playing. And if someone gets hurt, you're totally screwed. That seems, how do you determine who's the vampires? Uh, random drawing. I've never gotten to be a vampire. I always wanted to be the vampire. I don't think I'd like that very much. It, it's, it requires very little work. <laughs> but... I won that one. Talk. Well, like that. Yeah, that's the thing, though. Survival fantasy. That's a good one too. I can't do auction leagues. You know, I'm not. I'm leaving that to like, you know, 17th century America. No more auctions for me either. Yeah, be tough too. I want to start a survival fantasy football league next year where you redraft every week. But once you start someone, you can't use them for the rest of the year. Whoa, I'm in. That's right. I don't know. We could start a fa- we could start it next week, baloney. We could start it from week uh week eight. You won't do an auction draft, but you'll do a survivor draft where you, and you'll do a vampire league. No, I don't I'm not doing the survivor draft either. Survival <laughs> draft again, you're just paying attention. I just not paying attention to that goddamn defense. Who the fuck? I'm not going to individual players. Shit, that's well, I didn't, that was the one year I did that week. It was Oof. it was so tough. weirdly enough, I don't mind the IDP leagues, the individual individual defensive player leagues. I didn't either, actually. Like, it, it wasn't as hard as you'd think. 
you know, no, linebackers. Would get I you mean, the- especially if you're in one where you just like draft two of them. I mean, I the league I was in, you had to draft like three linebackers, three DBs. Like, oh, that's too. That's, yeah, yeah, that's too much. much. It's mm-hmm. funny too. The DBs you want are usually because like you get like a Jalen Ramsey or a lockdown guy that would get you no points because they'd hardly get right. any targets. They so don't throw them to him. Yeah. Club. So I had like yeah. one year, and he had a ton of tackles because they'd always pick on him, and so that was always great. I wouldn't you wouldn't you just target like defensive ends though? Rack up you have to have two two defensive linemen, two linebackers, two DBs. Which okay, I'll get limited with who you can take. Usually, the yeah. safeties were the most the most valuable because you're getting the tackles. Yeah. Out. What what's the what's the one? George. What do they call the ones where you, the weekly ones where you get where you basically that's the the is that the where you have the, you you have the budget and everyone has the same budget. What is that? That's a that's an auction league. That's the auction. But no, I'm saying like weekly, like what DraftKings does, where you. Like it's oh, literally like one week. they call it. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, the DFS, right? D- DFS, that's what it's called, right? Or DFL or whatever. Um, th- that's banned here. We can't play it. And I would totally rock that too. We don't have fan graphs here or DraftKings. You don't have oh, fan graphs? Their DraftKings office is right down the road. Hey guys, what's up? That's you so weird. Illegal that's, here. That's still super weird to me. Yep. Okay, yeah. Sometimes you, you, so you'll test this. I'll, I'll text Zoke. I'm like, God dang it. I can't. I want to bet like you can't do like player props, right? combinations too. Yeah, like I'd like to be able to pick some random ass dude at the bottom of the bench and bet on him, but I can't here because the books aren't putting that shit out. Especially online. Yep, we actually have the worst betting system now <laughs> in Vegas because the gaming control board wants to protect our gaming here, which I get it. I mean, it's a it's a loss. Well, they saw what Zoe what Zoe has been doing this football season. They're like, we don't want that smoke. Well, Killing for the casinos it. too, sports betting. I mean, uh, I don't. Uh, I think it was Ian was talking about it too. It's it's actually a loss for the casinos for the most part. The idea is getting someone in the their butts in the casinos so that they can uh, actually uh, like you know collect their cash, but they have to walk out. So when walking out, guess what you're going to possibly do on the way out? You might drop a five here into a slot machine. They get you in there, and they, that's why they bury it in the back of the casino too. Is you got to go in cash, and you got to walk back out the long z- exit. And you know, with DFS or not DFS, but like DraftKings and stuff, it's there's such volume that they they make a profit because of the volume of bets now. I think because in Vegas you've got a limited amount of bets because not everybody's in the state of Nevada. So I think it's interesting, but it sucks. Although the heater has ceased, I am fucking colder than Arnold Schwarzenegger's oh, no. dick in Batman Forever. Like Sweet. I am. Sweaty Mitch and Ice Icy. Cube Zoe. Icy cold right now. Well, maybe it's, it's time cold. to jump back on. Maybe it's the hot streak is Oh, no, I'm, I'm still I'm still going. Like, no, I'm saying. I'm betting through me, it. We'll share like, the yeah. picks now. Maybe we're over the, the cold streak. Now a new hot streak is coming. I don't know. I haven't looked. I've, I've still been doing the props, but baseball for some of those the the, the i haven't i didn't read it but i saw like the Schefter thing or was it rap report the falcons just not saying about uh b john robinson <laughs> that he was sick and then he just headaches. didn't play yeah, headaches it might it was, it was like uh what's his name with the migraines um from the vikings uh per percy harvin percy harvin where you just get that the, what it was game day yeah. he would just get headaches and he his were migraines but i don't know what's going on with robinson but he he was a late scratch and they got obviously shit. Hit their coaches like he was like talking about like league politics and shit in his press conference. Today. Yeah, that was such an awful press conference. <laughs> he looked like an idiot. Oh man! Uh, I'm, I, uh, I wanted to ask you guys this: a wide, wide range of opinions here. You guys want Jim Harbaugh for the Bears? Hell yeah, I do. 
Yeah, I think I'd, I'd fuck with that. All right, Kevin? Mm, sure, why not? Okay. I, I mean, okay, what's the, what, what, what puts you off? Everywhere he goes, he wins. It feels like, well, yeah, but yeah, well, no, he's, I mean, say, like, I'm well, everywhere he goes, that man wins football games. That guy doesn't win championships. NFC championships. How many, how many, how many titles does Jim Harbaugh have as, as a head coach? Doesn't matter. The oh, resume speaks for itself. It, it kind of matters when you're. If this is the move they're going to make, it's about winning goddamn Super Bowls. So for me, no. In Michigan, I, I, don't, I don't mind. Look, you know what? Go for it. That's fine. I, I, if they hired him, I would not be like pissed. Obviously, does he want to leave Michigan? Probably not. Can he have someone videotape someone on the sidelines and steal their signs? I'm not sure. But you've got all the shit that's going on with him. I, I, there are so many other minds in football that Bears fans tend to kind of like re, re, regress to the mean and go towards the names that we know. We want to. Okay. So we want We'll go Bill Cower. We're gonna go Jim Harbaugh. So We're is gonna, there a guy you want? Screw with that, but Jim you know, Harbaugh Bruce is like objectively speaking one of the best football coaches there is. Bruce Bochy. He That's wins. Cool. He wins everywhere he goes. Who do you want, Harbaugh. Kevin? Is there a guy or a couple guys? I, I don't like. I, I honestly, I mean, I know it's not Everfuss. God dang, he's uh, this is bad. This is historically bad. But I think that there are other opportunities out there. You know, I. I did you guys see the stuff John Gruden about possibly being the offensive coordinator for the Steelers next year? That's weird. Um, I saw that that popped up here in Vegas because people were talking about it. But I, I don't know if there's like really is there. I mean, I feel like Brian Dable was like the closest thing to like a what should have been great, but obviously not that great. Um, and we all we saw what happened with what's his name from Green Bay. We thought he was going to be good. Went to the Broncos, one and done. We're seeing. I mean, there's you know what the, the you can't be a winning head coach unless you a have complete control over your roster, like guys like Belichick and uh, um, uh, home, uh, um, what's his name? And um, the walrus down in uh, KC. Um, Andy Reid. So if you don't have that, you were literally beholden to whoever your, whoever your GM is. By the way, I love that commercial where he's like, he uses his fingers to walk chicken towards nuggies. the chicken nuggies. Yeah, uh, and fantastic. Um, but I think that unless you're a coach, so I mean, they'd have to bring someone in that gets, but you have the Gruden risk where he, crater the Raiders so it doesn't come without the risk but you know when you got a guy like Andy Reid you got a guy like again Belichick those guys can actually do it but where do you go from that like where do the Bears pick from that there because again if your GM sucks it doesn't matter who's your head coach you're not gonna win Matt Canada yeah please good call right Alex uh the reason why I wouldn't mind Harbaugh at all is his history with mobile quarterbacks he has a very good history of working that in I think Harbaugh with polls would be able to put together a team. Uh, so I wouldn't be upset about it. But Alex brings up the main point of all of it in the comments. I doubt polls gives Harbaugh the control that he wants. Right. Well, and it'd take a lot of money. I mean, I am from right. Michigan right now because he's getting- also. Let's not forget Harbaugh's last year with the with the uh, Niners. He was eight and eight. Uh, he had a mobile quarterback. Better, right. better than anything the Bears have done. Nice. Dick. But he took uh, <laughs> that was his lowest team. point, a five hundred yep. season. That's why he went to Michigan because he. he no, figured but that's out. what I'm saying. That's his lowest point. That's like been the Bears. Like what was Matt Nagy that bullshit year they made it to the playoffs? Like nine and seven. Yeah, I see. That was like the high point of the Bears. I see where the defense carried them in 2018. I see three playoff losses and three playoff appearances. That's what I see. Um. I do, I do think we get into uh, we, the number we get into, one. We get into a situation where, uh, like we've been saying, Chicago sports is just such shit that when you do talk about a Harbaugh and we say the accomplishments, it is a lot better than anything that we've seen in decades. 
but then it still falls kind of short. It's like, well, is he actually that great? DJ Moore is an MVP, by the way. Don't, that's not. That's not. It's no longer a Mitchell Trubisky award. DJ Moore was an MVP award winner this year now too. Just sorry, make sure he gets his MVP club love. love. Sorry. Well, I think it's time, folks. Oh, oh, by the way, we still have to talk about your video race live stream, Zoe. Oh yeah, we got to figure that out. <laughs> the what? Not this Saturday. Zoe still oh. has to watch NASCAR race. That's, That's right. Cool. Oh, I thought he weaseled his way out because he watched Chicago. No, no, no. This is a public event right here. This is a public forum. Uh, we need we need input. Um, well, see, now there's only two races left, and both of them aren't going to be that good. I think we got to get him a good one. I think we got to line up a date for next year. Let's not kick the can down the road. Let's not kick right. the can. Oh. No, because the upcoming next one's Martinsville. I mean, it is a, the final. When is it? Yeah, the, it's. It's the final race to get into the championship four. So it is a cutoff race, which will be intense. And then the next one's the championship race. When are the next two races? Sunday, next two Sundays. Well, the championship uh, race is just four cars. No, they all race, but there's only four cars in the championship. <laughs> that field. would be great like, if it was just the four cars. Well, like, is it it should be just three cars. Everyone has an unwritten like in cars rule. one. <laughs> <laughs> the championship stinks because everyone has like an unwritten rule where like the four guys in the championship, they kind of just like let him go. So it basically is a four car. Oh, wait. shit. What? Well, wait, wait, wait. Fuck it. I think Baloney's messing with us. Nope. I don't think he is. I think they lost the rights to their shit. The guy said it was a concern. Well, we'll just do a live stream and we'll have the NASCAR and like the big screen TV in the back. Yeah. And, the way, and then we'll put an NBA game on. How has NASCAR not done like a cars themed like broadcast that they yeah. done for NFL? That's really that'd be such an easy thing. They really needed they're gonna have Guido and the little dude going Pete Stop. Oh, oh wait. Stop it's Comcast there. versus Disney. Never mind. Oh, mm. That's right. I would watch the shit out of that race. <laughs> I think that would be right. Hey, cool. Do they have any races on ABC race ever? Homestead, Miami this past weekend. Let me Hold on, Mitch. That was that race shit was fun. Vegas would have been a good one for you to watch. Kansas races are good. You, what you should do is next year take a trip down to Kansas. We can play some golf. You can watch a race. Make a weekend. You know, you at 9 p.m. I've always wanted to go to Kansas. <laughs> at no uh, Just like a, it's a, it's I will a, say though, playing playing the Indy Brickyard course impressed me a lot. I don't think you were on when I played that match the show, but I, I saw the photos and whatnot. It's the, a Beautiful. The pure size of this place. It's massive. Oh, yeah. I was there for the five. They were saying you could fit like 12 football fields or some shit in there. Like, it is huge. And then there was a a Porsche endurance race going on when I was Yeah, IMSA. Yeah. Yeah. And these dudes are flying. And when you're, you know, right there where you can spit on the cars and you're seeing these things fly, you're like, holy shit, man. It's like a different vibe than watching it on tv i guess that's it's kind of like hockey you gotta go to a person well that's yeah it, that, that's how that's how i kind of got hooked on it after going to my first one because i was the same way i always thought it was boring too but like that like you said the size of it's incredible and that's why the indy 500 this year is so cool it's the first time i've ever been to those because like picture that facility and then like all the stands surrounding it like three hundred fifty thousand people although it's insane which holds 300 and they sell out every year 
It's all, and they, they sell more than 350,000 just because while the race is going, they also have a concert going in the middle of the infield. They call it the stake. Yep. So it'll be everyone yep. watching the race and then just everyone jamming out at the concert. So like you'll randomly be watching uh, fireworks shooting off and shit. Ninth tee box or the eighth green is in the snake pit. And then the ninth, then there's the like halfway house. And then I'm sorry, in the ninth tee box, the snake pit is right behind you. I saw the big sign. Oh. I think all yeah. racing crowds always impress me. Just the uh, the amount of people that is in every race, or that go to all the races, it's crazy. Three hundred and fifty thousand people. Why the hell is it? Uh, think about that, dude. That's insane. Know, that's that's like what th- more than three times of uh, Michigan. That's a whole White Sox season. <laughs> oh come on, they get a no, million. It's, sometimes. it's wild. If, even if you're not a race fan, that's like one of those events you got to go to at least. Yeah, and I mean, it was. I got through probably about 12 holes before it started raining and but the problem is it was a, a shotgun start so my last five holes were the holes inside the track so it was pouring rain these cars are fucking flying and it is pouring rain and of course i'm playing with two guys that are local and they're telling me all about slick tires tired is tired and i'm like guys i finally told them like guys i don't give a shit cars go fast they loud that's where i'm at right now like I don't care about the slicks and the different treads and all that shit. Like I get it, dude. That's really cool. Like I know I can talk about different golf club like shafts and club faces and you know yes. graphite versus all this <laughs> shit. Like, we've done it. We've talked about holes. We've talked about strokes. We've talked about shafts. But and these rubber dudes. I mean, bro, you're starting to have drinks with all these guys that are all from, like, the area and shit, and they're all telling you, like, I saw my first pair of titties right over there. And you're just like, awesome. Awesome. So you want me to call you on Monday to set up an appointment? Or <laughs> it's just like, never let me down. She's the one that showed me. But, uh, no, it was, it made me feel, like, yeah, man, very small, just how big this place. Like, you just, it it's just a kept cool going. Facility. And it like it's going. the whole town, like I mean, the town is called Speedway for a reason. That's literally mm-hmm. yeah. a lot of drugs. <laughs> where they deliver them, Mitch. I looked. Maybe if we hit the the Queen of Hearts raffle, we'll uh, we'll go play the Speedway. It's two hundred bucks to play. Whoa, 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 whoa! That those funds are already committed to Las Vegas. Oh, oh no, that's after they hit. Oh, we, oh, that's yeah. after we hit the bet in Vegas. See, oh, there's yeah. NASCAR oh. race coming there. So yeah, everyone's gonna be racing the oval. Mm-hmm. Podcast money. So. Oh, we could create like a skins game for the podcast golfing thing. I'm sorry, I just thought about that. People can donate for each skin, so every hole is an opportunity for each podcast to possibly win, as opposed to just full strokes. Sorry, Kevin, have you figured out your couple Halloween costume? Yeah, uh, I think Go so. Ahead. I mean, I'm wearing a sweatshirt that might indicate that I might be Alan from from Barbie, and then my fiance wants to be um, oh, yeah, Barbie. You should. There's different kind of Barbies. I can't do any costumes from Killers of the Flower Moon, which was fantastic. So fantastic that in a three, uh, in well, actually a 72 hour period, I saw this film twice. That's I want to go see that movie, but dude, hours. I don't have. Scorsese is my favorite director. I don't have three hours to see Fantastic. Peter, though, man. Oh, no, it's three and a half, though. Three and a half. I don't have that. Like, I'm gonna have to that's where the holdup's been coming for me, too. Yeah, it was either seeing oh or golfing today. So, that's... Baloney. So, I know, I know Kevin's the big movie guy, but so, Mitch and so, what's, like, the longest movie that you guys have seen? Oh, oh I sat through The Irishman. 
Uh, yeah. That I've was a nice one. Lawrence of Arabia was a long one. I'm a big yeah. film buff, though. I appreciate film okay, history. Okay. I, I, I'm willing to sit through long ones. If yeah, I, long I'm willing to, probably uh, Irishman. How long was that, bitch? Three and like, three and twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Irishman. How, how long was Endgame? Six, six minutes less. Uh, about two hours, yeah, I, forty-five minutes, probably two fifty, yeah. maybe. Something yeah, like I mean, I don't. If a movie's good, I'll sit there all fucking day. But Goodfellas is my favorite movie. That's over three hours. I yeah, got the recliner fun. seats. You get, if you're gonna no, do it, do recliners. Over three hours? Is no, it? it's that's not three hours. Nah. It's, it's three hours. Oh, you're, you're, watching, you're watching it on FX where they edit out all the cuss words and have commercial okay. breaks. <laughs> yeah, three, three hours. Uh, but it, it's over. It's it's over two and a half. It's it's two and a half. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's not it's same with Casino too. Like he doesn't make short movies. But you know what? Especially with this film. I'll tell you this: the the pacing with the editing is fantastic. That it doesn't feel like you're in a three and a half hour movie. It's it's incredibly engaging. Where you honestly in a three and a half hour movie, I again I have old man bladder man. I didn't go piss once. Both seven in the seven hours that I was in the theater, uh, and we also again it's prohibition era. So I recommend this to anybody that goes to go see this this weekend. Maybe smuggle in a pint of uh, with you and your friends. Smuggle in a pint of whiskey. And, uh, you know, share the whiskey during the movie because three and a half hours is a long time. Uh, whether you're eating an edible or not, the edibles are going to wear out by the time it's over. But we brought a, a little whiskey and we kind of like we passed it back and forth with the guys. And it was kind of nice. We kind of, you know, we would go to the bar and get like bar drinks, too. But we were just doing swigs. And every time that they would do a swig of whiskey in the movie, because, again, part of it's prohibition and they've got like bootleggers that are some of the bad characters. Uh, it it was kind of fun. It was actually a a day we you know it was kind of it's it is a day event but you just can't talk you just mitch favorite movie all the time good good okay good for you that is i love that movie i think it's really well directed and it's like quite fits the saying despite like the time it moves really well so that's yep. that's hands down my favorite. zo favorite movie all the time snatch mm. I like. Yeah, we were talking about okay. the gentleman the other day with Guy Ritchie, same same obviously director, and that's an underrated movie. If you haven't oh, seen the gentleman, shit, man, I just went on uh, playback, NBA or WNBA. That's it. Well, that's over because the Las Vegas Aces. Are the well, gym. I was, I was, I was wondering about their their uh, partnerships. <laughs> uh, Kevin, favorite movie all time. So I have two. I'll be honest. The uh, first one, fair. there's the first one's the sentimental one, which is the natural. And okay. then uh, when it comes to films, it's actually kind of a close tie. Samurai. No, I juggle back and forth between uh, Road to Perdition and um, Garden State uh, by Zach Braff. Those two okay. kind of sit with me. That's kind of like it's almost like a revolving one, two, three. And then everything else is kind of like kind of stunted to the back. But I got to I see. I love me uh, Quentin Tarantino uh, oh. and Glorious Bastards. Number Yo, one. Yo, Donnie. His last film is going to be fantastic. He's doing his last film right now, if you didn't know that. And and he's yeah. casting, like, he is pulling out all, like, all, the, all the heavy hitters. All our cult classic, like, favorite actors that are kind of washed up. He's going to make them not washed up, at least for one more film. Tarantino's good. I mean, you can't go wrong. And I also kind of like his uh, his thing where he's only making, what is it, 10? Yeah, he's he's one, right? And that's it. And then he's like, well, I don't want to get, like, his explanations for it, too. Because I think he's kind of, like, in his prime right now. Like, just produce. Hollywood was... Fantastic, but he'll produce. It's yeah. fine. He'll, he, he, into this he was he was like, yeah, he's like, I don't want to ever get to the point where I'm washed off. He's like, I'm gonna make ten. They're all gonna be good, and that's how people are gonna remember me. So how good is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Fuck, that that awesome. I've only seen it Fuck. once. I gotta watch that one again. It's so I much better the more you watch. Better the more you watch it. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's kind of like Goodfellas too. Like Goodfellas, you could 
the you're you're flipping through the channels. Goodfellas on. It's like Step Brothers kind of too. You can just you're like fuck it. I'm not moving. I'm good. I'm here. I'm staying. And you stay. Like uh, with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. If that's ever something that pops up, I'm like not moving. This is great. Especially the scene where Brad Pitt's on the on the roof fixing the antenna, and then Charles Manson walks up to the gate. Like and uh, God, Brad Pitt in that movie is. I mean, both DiCaprio too. They're both exceptional in who, that. Well, I was about to say, whose movies do you like better, Brad Pitt or DiCaprio? Ooh, I don't know. Bullet Train was fantastic, but I also really love The Aviator. DiCaprio, yeah, I, I like DiCaprio a little bit. Revenant. Speaking of underrated Scorsese movies, Cutter uh, Island is a oh, very good one. Yeah. Another Scorsese. He uses light as a character. Yeah, nerd stuff. Sorry, light is actually a character in that film. So, any takes? What what what's brewing up in that head? Oh, nice Cars Three and and, and and Before, <laughs> before Christmas. They're showing that in the yeah. theater here, bro. Yeah. Right now. All that's happening in my head is skeletons dancing, going, "This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Halloween." My right, favorite scary movie. Go. <laughs> I'm not a scared. I can't watch scary movies because I laugh. This is Ooh. Halloween. This is like Halloween. nervous laughter. You think you just think it's funny? No. So, I'm. Who's the real wired. serial killer? Like? I'm kind of <laughs> wired fucked up where like if I broke my arm right now, I would just start laughing. Like okay, when I'm in pain, right. I start laughing. And the more intense the pain is, like the like more <laughs> the laughter gets. Oh, yeah, like, I'm weird for writing out my full name on a scorecard. <laughs> no, you still are weirder than that. That that makes you way more of a serial killer. But and laughing over a broken arm says the serial oh, killer. It's ain't just, no way. <laughs> Every accusation is an admission. When I uh, when I flipped the golf cart and ripped a bunch of skin off my right oh, hand and broke all uh, the bones in my right hand, I just popped up and started laughing and wiggled oof. my fingers and wiggled my toes, made sure I wasn't crippled and walked away. You did the golf but cart? The golf cart was fucked. The golf cart did was you did that in a golf trash. cart? Yeah, so... Well, it was in Florida, so everything's a gated community. Oh, hmm. And we were at the... This girl on the girls' golf team was throwing a party at one of the villa things in a private golf course. And we're there. We're drinking. Everybody's doing the thing or whatever. And, like, five of my homies show up, and they call from the parking lot. And the only way to get from the villa to the parking or from the parking lot to the villa is via golf cart. Like, when you rent the villa, you get a golf cart. And it's one of those ones with the back seat on it, so you're supposed to only sit four people, a driver and three passengers. Well, the girl whose place it was insisted on driving. She told me I had to come because these were my guys. So I was riding shotgun. And then we picked up five dudes on the back. So they're all, everybody's standing up, hanging. All that weight. And it's pitch blackout. And the golf cart obviously has weak ass headlights. And we were going down the hill. And as soon as like we get towards the bottom, the headlights peer up a little bit and reveal the massive sand trap right in front of us. So she grabs the wheel and goes. Oh, that's and not that's not gonna work. All the weight flipped the cart, and so I just I guess braced my arm for impact and skid on the ground, and I popped up, and my arm is just covered in blood, dude. Like I didn't even know yeah. it was going. It was so dark, and like I said, I got up and I wiggled my fingers, I wiggled my toes, and go, "Is everybody all right?" And I got a bunch of like, "Good, good, good." And then I looked up and I saw sirens coming our way, and I was like, "All right, I'll meet you guys back at the house." So I walked back. We get back to the house, and my roommate at the time looked at my arm and he goes. Bro, I can see your fucking bones. Like, where is your? He's like, where is your skin, dude? I'm like, oh, it's, it's well, it reminds me of the end of a. I'm Gerald's like, it's on the pa- it's on the pavement back there somewhere. And so the <laughs> ice, the tub that they were using for the cooler, they made me sit there and stick my arm in there 
Yeah, it's kind of like then, a tooth, or if you lose a limb. And then finally, like when it got like numb enough, they brought me right to the ER. But by the time we got, like I'll never forget, like five minutes away from the emergency room, that's when I really started to sober up. I was really, really drunk this whole yeah. time, and it really started. And I felt it, and then I just started laughing, and then I went in, and yeah. So that's why I got all so, the road rash and the broken fingers and all that shit. But so you have literally out drunk storied Missy Carroll permanently, unless she has seen her own bone. <laughs> oh, buddy, that is that is the very, 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 very tiny, tiny tip of the iceberg. <laughs> that's why it's funny, man. I'm I know I'm old and washed now, but. I could probably do an hour show every week just telling stories about stupid shit that has happened to me. Yeah, but that oh, yeah. Day. I mean, all right, come on now. Yeah. It's not that hard. I mean, <laughs> I, should still be in, I mean, technically, I should still be in jail in Georgia right now. But anyways. <laughs> Give me two weeks. <laughs> anyways. That's a stupid dog. Sniffed the wrong can. Anyways. Uh, I had to go through customs maybe, with a giant knife in Cabo last year. That was weird. I think this is a good time to bring back everyone's favorite segment ah yes you've all been waiting i gotta find the video pump rules. Oh, wait, yeah, i got it i got it do you have all your right. pump chart tonight we gotta fill that in too ladies and gentlemen boys and girls it's back the return of nascar minute with nascar minute All righty, this week we were in Homestead, Miami. There's only three races left, if you're including this one. The week before was in Vegas, so that's the first big one of the round of eight because it goes from round of eight to the championship four. So you win the first race uh, in the round of eight, then you get two weeks to prepare for the championship. So Kyle Larson wins at Vegas. He's got a huge advantage. Last year, Joey Logano won Vegas, and like the next two weeks, he just showed up with like a random ass car because they were doing like all their work for Phoenix in the championship. Kyle Larson, he's wired a little bit different. They're like, you know what? We're gonna try and win this race too. We're preparing for the championship. We're going out there, we're gonna win this thing. Well, Larson, like the way you, you, you run well at Homestead is you gotta run right up against the wall, like two inches like off of it. And no one does it better than Kyle Larson. Like they, they call it the Larson line for a reason. He just rips the high line. Um, and of course he's fast. So he's out there dominating. We'll pick it up at the second stage. Oh, he's got a huge gap. Everyone in the field is like, boy, right. this is going to be, this is tough. He kicked their ass last week. I didn't really kick out their ass. He, he won the race, but now he's kicking our ass this week. It's going to be two wins. He doesn't even need to win, but he used up his stuff way too early. His tires start degrading. Ryan Blaney runs him down. He'll take stage two. So it's going to set us up for like a pretty good finish here in, in stage three. So Larson, he's still uh, out, out in the lead. Um, shut up. <laughs> so, Did I get you? Did you? Uh, are you on the comments? Like we, I was looking at the comments with the Yadog. But uh, anyway, the stage three. <laughs> stage yeah, three, I got him. <laughs> that one. <laughs> we have a winner. Damn it! All right, that one actually. Confetti, confetti falls. Finally got him. It's been over yeah. a year, but we finally got him. Anyway, uh, so stage three uh, starts. Uh, Larson's back uh, near near the lead. Uh, Blaney passes him. So they're coming down pit road for, for, for the final final stage here. 
Blaney goes into pit. Larson's behind him. He's trying to close up space. So he kind of just sends it in there. But then he has to check up because they have a pit road speed. And Blaney's already, like, right at the cutoff line for, like, pit road. So he has to check up. But he doesn't have enough time to avoid him. He's about to run in the back of Ryan Blaney. He doesn't want to wreck Ryan Blaney because Blaney's in the playoffs. He's already locked in. So he kind of swerves to the right. He hits the sand barrels that are, like, right in front of the wall because they have, like, a wall for pit road. But if you hit that head on, it would just kind of, like, jackknife your car. So they put these, like, little sand barrels in there. So he, like hard right hits the sand barrels they explode it's kind of a cool video if you look at it just like it stands like everywhere so now they got a big caution they have to red flag the races they're like workers are out there like sweeping up all this sand and everything race restart so larson's out now after ripping the high line he's running well the whole whole race so now back up in the front of the pack uh we still got we got denny hamlin near the front william byron so they restart uh and then all of a sudden, J.J. Yaley in the back, he, he's in his Israel car uh, that was, like, sponsored by, uh, yeah, he's, like, it actually was, like, it had, like, the Israeli thing. But so he spins out. He hits the wall. Another caution comes out. So now things start heating up because now Blaney and, and Hamlin, they start going, like, toe-to-toe. And Hamlin just starts racing the piss out of Ryan Blaney. So he, he's, like, trying to squeeze the air off of him. He's, like, running right off of his door. He's not giving him much space. And meanwhile, though, they're racing the piss out of each other. They're in the front row. William Byron's like, thank you very much. I'm going to pass you guys. Uh, Bell, Christopher Bell is in the back and says, thank you very much. I'm going to pass you guys. So Ryan Blaney's pissed off. He's like, dude, you're an asshole. So Denny Hamlin, he's still like running him hard. He tries to do a little slide job move, but his steering breaks. He slaps the wall. Blaney's on the radio like, haha, serves you right, you dickhead. Uh, so now he's out. So there's another contender out. They got to do another restart. Byron takes the lead. Willie B's up there. So now uh, Christopher Bell, he's trying to run him down. He does run him down. He'll make the pass. So now it's just between Byron and Blaney. Blaney's got a faster car. Bell's trying to pull away. He goes low. He'll pass Byron. So now he's only got a couple laps. He's trying to run down Bell. Winner of this gets an automatic spot in the championship. But Bell hangs on to win the race at Vegas. Blaney left out. And now points are all shaken up here because Denny Hamlin, he was a favorite. He hit the wall because he's being a dickhead, driving right, right, Ryan Blaney too hard. So uh, now he's going to be fighting for his life at Martinsville next week. So big implications. Christopher Bell, he's in your championship uh, four. That is your call. Oh, also, because Alex told me to mention it, Jesse Love got signed to RCR. No one actually cares about that because that's like the lower series. But Jesse Love going to RCR. Cool name. I started drinking at 6 a.m. And we're here now. I don't know what time it is. But I'm rolling deep, and those cars are going real fast and real left, son. They're going fast and left. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I started drinking it. He is the best prospect in the sport, but we talk about Cup in the NASCAR minute. We don't have time to go through trucks and Xfinity and Orca. That's why. That's why. That's what, why. Uh, what series is uh, Frankie yeah. Munoz in? He's in the um, Orca Menard. <laughs> he spilled a fucking mouth like, uh, in the middle. <laughs> that's like if you had to do an equivalent, that's like low A. It's, um, yeah. Michael yeah. Jordan hitting it, uh, hitting with Birmingham Bears. Is this still around? Okay. Yeah, BJ right. BJ McLeod's still around. Um, he, he actually just he he just sold his charter, so he will not be around next year. So oh, yeah. he needed the money because isn't, yeah. isn't that guy Miley Cyrus's dad? Oh, Who? sorry, BJ McLeod. <laughs> Never mind.
You weren't a, you, you weren't you weren't born yet. Never mind. Bad joke. It hurts my Billy age. Ray. Billy Ray Cyrus. Looks like Billy Ray Cyrus to me, like except like with straighter hair. All right. You guys got anything else? I mean, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh awesome. shout out shout out to my guy <laughs> Jumper for the shirt, but also for this fantastic picture of Mitch being a serial killer. This is bullshit. <laughs> he texted it to me while we were calling you a serial killer. I was like, well, this is perfect. Thank you for this. That's how Mitch gets caught. He always fills out his entire name on every document. <laughs> no, I don't. Just, just golf store cards. Superstitious. Though. The visitor log says Mitchell. <laughs> this wedding book says Mitchell. <laughs> says Mitchell. This Written funeral ledger life. says Mitchell. <laughs> We're on to you. Sign-in sheet here at the Chili's says Mitchell. I mean, that's I mean, same those. The carving above this glory hole. Anyways, <laughs> this this unmarked grave out here in the grass <laughs> says Mitchell. <laughs> A few years ago, I think it might have been 2018, 2019, th- this guy on Twitter replied to me something about the Cubs. And I went on his page, and he had like five followers. It was like a nothing account. But well, he only had like... This. He had like five replies, and like I was the last one. The previous four were like replies to glory holes around Illinois. <laughs> some guys back here. Uh, be here at what time? For man love? We're just talking about some dudes and some wieners and some holes. That's all it's all about, man. Just Hell skin. Yeah. Just skin. Oh, boy. Aren't you glad you're back, Mitch? No. You came back and... <laughs> I, I have to say this, dude. It's been a bit since we've had the NASCAR minute, and the pictures have kind of—I mean, they've been there. Most of these pictures are the same, but it's been a bit. So, like when you're kind of like reintroduced into the wild, it's—it's it's a little overwhelming. I know and, it was a little. I, I was less, I was a little disappointing. That's I've the, never seen you break character. Yeah, dog, gotcha. Right. Yeah, dog, gotcha. He. Uh, what was it that got you from Yeah, dog? Was it the? Uh, He's like, what are you talking about? I'm what like, what, are you what am I talking about? <laughs> Know damn well what I was talking about. <laughs> Entirely ironic. But That's then I looked wrong. over because, like, you thought it was like the photo on the screen. So then I looked over and saw the Dahmer photo and like with the what was it, Cherizi? I think it was. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. with, with and the then that one. Then I was just like completely off the rails. Then I completely lost my train of thought. About That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good ad. But when they use that, I love that. That's a good one. I thought we did good with the uh, the Breaking Bad one this week. If people are Breaking Bad fans, that was cute. Yep. Yeah, uh, no, I I like that one, and then I did the one today with the fat kid from England dancing to Notorious B.I.G. I don't know why that kid cracks me up. You didn't but. use this one, but I do want to show this. This 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 came out today from a, a a Vegas social media account that usually has some pretty good stuff. This is what we're looking at for the Oakland Athletics moving to Vegas Stadium. This right here, if you can, I don't know if you can't see my. If you see where the A's is, that's Las Vegas Boulevard and Tropicana. So that's literally. That's the strip right there where the A's A is. Okay. And you would walk what in. That, like, what is that ring light? That's just that thing that holds up the the, uh, the, okay. the, the retractable stadium roof. And then it will closed out here. But it looks like you have to walk in through the center field, the left center field entrance, but it does go around too. And there's supposed to be a uh, the, so that we have the neon boneyard here in Vegas, right? Uh, which the old signs that's off near Cashman field, which is like an, literally the worst part of town there's moving 
to the A stadium as well. They're going to have their boneyard there. So I think on the other side of the stadium, if you were to go to the other side of it, will be a, a neon museum where it's all the old Las Vegas signs from like the history of Vegas. So like the old, you know, the old, um, you know, what's his name? The, the thumb guy. And then Lucky Lucy or whatever, Harold or all those. Yeah. All of them. The Riviera sign, which would be kind of cool. But anyway, but that's possibly the off season. We'll find out really soon. Note I forgot to mention from the the Miami race. This is kind of random, but I thought it was cool. So Kevin Harvick, he's like one of the big guys. He was like the last, he's the last racer alive, or not alive, racing currently still that raced against uh, Dale Earnhardt. Uh, but he's retiring. So he's got the Bush, the Bush light car most weeks. Oh, okay. uh, and so because it was his, he won the, his champ, his only championship win was in Homestead and he won it in a Budweiser car. So they ran a Budweiser throwback scheme and they, they usually have a sponsor for the race. This week they'd made it the forever because like that's like his thing, like forever 400. So that oh. was kind of cool. Instead of having like, you know, like a normal sponsor, like, you know, the Coca Cola 600 or whatever. So I thought that was a nice, nice little tribute to our guy, Kevin Harvick, and the guy that runs the Bush Light Car, which I know is right up so alley. So there you go. Thank you. Little nugget for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But all right, ladies and gentlemen, for Mitch Fids, although I'm Zo, we will see you guys. Next week. This Padres bitch is shitting bricks right now. Why? Because Danny fucking Burgess is up and back. Guy just started Shake Shack straight to the dugout. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound on the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy. Every season make it all change. Every season make it all change. Every season make it all change. Every season make it all change.